What hole am uh, I coming in? Holmes, can you hear me? Yeah, am I in the right hole? <laughs> no, I mean the sound <laughs> hole. <laughs> oh, come on. Sounds can come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you rascal. I'm going to make this sound. Oh, I'm juggling my computer. I'm dropping it on the ground. I'm going to make this the best sounding pod toy I've ever done. Life is splendid. Is the file starting? You know how your little file pops up when it really is recording? Instead of like, oh, maybe I am. I'll tell you what pops up when I'm recording with you, Jonathan Holmes. (laughs) My massive, hairless, winky. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special podcast. Everything's completely different. Like, this week, as a special treat, I'll be sexually harassing Jonathan Holmes. Who is here with us. Hello. Oh, hi. And you know, people actually just think I'm like an extremely horny gay man now. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Uh, uh, I kind of do know why. Like, just the feeling they get from the show is leached into their perception of me. So I said something <laughs> basic on Twitter, like, oh, I'm going to go bring my mom some lasagna on Sunday. People are like, you're saying lasagna, but you mean get some balls in your mouth. I'm like, oh. <laughs> No, I don't. I mean, why Why do you think I'm a horny gay man now? They're like, I don't know why I think that. that is, I just do. That is classic <laughs> victim blaming. That is amazing. That is your legacy now, Jim. You've made everyone convinced that Jonathan Holmes is gay. That's, yeah, and really, really That horny. is brilliant. Again, blaming the victim, which is a popular comedic theme on Pottoids. I, yeah. I'm the one doing all the gay at Jonathan, and hmm. he's the one getting blamed for it. Yep. So that's good. I'm gay blamed. Yeah. The other blamed. voice. Yeah. The, the other voice, of course, is Hamza Aziz. Hey, I'm still here. Yay. <laughs> Back by popular demand. It is the old gang. The, the classic old Podtoy gang. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know even why I said that. Um, yeah. I guess I'll kick off. Right. This is part one. Now, Podtoy 200 is two Podtoys. Part one is this, this shit, myself and Hamza and Jonathan. We'll be here for the usual allotment, talking some bollocks, and maybe talking about nice 200 things. Oh, I don't sure. know. Maybe we'll watch a, a part, show? Yeah, two-thirds of the film 300. <laughs> and then wank. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the other half, which will be released later this week, and I say that, we'll be recording it on Sunday, so probably the Monday, um, is a special retro Podtoid Gaiden, which will, all things going well, because we've tried twice already, that's why it's happening so late. It was going to be ready by now. But if all things go right for once, second half of Podtoid 200 will be myself, Brad Nicholson, Anthony Birch, Aaron Lindy, Topher Cantler, and Samit Sarkar. Um, the wow. original pre this crap right. <laughs> pod toy. That's the wow, but that, not uh, the oldest. That, the, the oldest pod Monday. toy would be. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Hamza. God damn it, Holmes. I know. I just talk when you talk. That's when I decide to talk. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Hamza? I was gonna make a joke how saying how the next episode is gonna be really shitty if it's all them people, <laughs> but whatever. 
You ruined my momentum. You ruined it. No, you did good. It's good to some uh, sum up a joke in just a sentence. Sometimes that was that was oh, even funnier. No. <laughs> no, it's a good joke. Just a sentence Stop joke. Doing that to me, you're you wonderful. always do that. What? Tell you that you're great. Yeah. Well, you are great, Hamza. Look at all you've done. Look at how far you've come. You've you were uh, one of the first guys at Detroit, starting off a cute little guy there, and then now you're like this man with a tie on, and you wear a vest, and you're like, well, I he looks hot. Oh, put that on your resume. Holmes, put that on your resume. Where's a vest? Cute little guy. Where's yeah, a it's vest? It's not easy. It's not easy I to be Hamza. Fucking good I couldn't vest. do it. Yeah, man. You look awesome. Uh, I love it because Jonathan Holmes truly means what he says. Mm. Jonathan Holmes is a man who speaks his heart and his mind and his sure. body and his soul and his lasagna. And... <laughs> But it always sounds like he's taking the piss. It always oh, sounds wow. condescending. I'm sorry. I don't know why that no, is. No, 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 You know why it sounds condescending? Because everyone else at Destructo who works for Destructo are just assholes. So we just expect it to be, <laughs> it to be mean or something. But we always forget, like, you are the nicest person on Earth. Oh, I'm not that nice. I'm not. Th- thanks for saying that, though, Hamza. You know who is the nicest person on Earth who I met on the internet on Sunday is uh, Jasper Byrne. Jim, you should do a show with Jasper Byrne just so you can like fall in love with him. He is the tiny Tim of video game development. He's <laughs> this little it's like, oh, I guess I could make some money if I try really hard. <laughs> oh. Thanks, guys. I can't believe you're giving me so much positive attention. Just like so so freaking nice. It was it was tough. It was tough to even deal with him. Um, he was great, though. Uh, watch that. He was on Sup Holmes uh, last Sunday. And uh, you can watch the video and download the uh, the podcast. Uh, sorry, sorry, derailed us. Anyway, I was going to say before, um, the original Podtoid, to talk about Podtoid history, people may not know it, but it was uh, none of us. It was originally like Lee Alexander and that guy next. No, no, no. It goes even beyond no. that. It goes, no? it goes beyond that. How old does it go? Um, it predates my being on Destructoid as a staff member. Back, Podtoid, way back when, I believe the principal players were Nex. That's okay. Ernest Cavalli, um, mm. who writes, uh, I think, of The Escapist now. Um, oh. Ron Workman, who, yeah. Uh, yeah. Robert Sumer, who, yeah. Yeah. And I think Nero as well. I think Nero was a principal cast. No way. Really? I think Nero was in the very beginning, but then he eventually uh, left it. Colette Bennett then came aboard. And then who I don't know if there I don't know oh. if there was anyone else. Tiff got in there and then eventually just turned into like um... Tiff got in there when Rev took over. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anthony, Anthony Birch. After we don't know what Rev means. When next mm. left. Then uh, no 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 a whole bunch of people left. Then it was Nex and Lee Alexander. Ah. And for like the first ten episodes they're basically flirting with each other in every episode. Aww. It was no, interesting. Yeah. It was yeah. it was a will they won't they type of thing, like myself and Jonathan Holmes have. <laughs> um, only of course myself and Jonathan Holmes, it's um, a lot more intense, and it, it's more of a two way street as well because I I picked up the signs that Jonathan Holmes leaves me, the way he laughs, the way he, the way I imagine he shakes his little tush. I'm not there, but I'm imagining him shaking his little tush, and I reach out for it. Um, 
And there's like a funny slide whistle play. It's like, as I reach for it. And he looks at me and goes, oh, you cheeky bastard. And then some music plays. And then I pull my tie and go, oh. <laughs> That's not. It's, what actually happens is you just talk about how much you want to have sex with me. And I say, I don't want to have sex with, with you. Yeah, you say you don't want to have sex with me, but what you're really doing is getting fools in your mouth. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. That's what Twitter tells me now. What's That's that funny. noise I keep hearing? I keep hearing what sounds like a rattlesnake. I don't know. Do you still hear it now? No. Okay. I touched some Velcro. It might have been that. That's going to be was... it. Stop yeah. touching Velcro. Okay, I'll stop. I was nervous. I'm we sorry. will be doing things with Velcro at a later time. <laughs> <laughs> well, E3 is what, 34 days away or something? Yeah, I don't know if I'm going. What? Uh, I feel too fat <laughs> to get on a fat plane. Oh, God, you asshole. You're still, um, are you still exercising and stuff? Hell yeah. Oh, how's I it going? I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> what is wrong with you today, Jim? Hell <laughs> yeah. That's my um, impression of Apollo Creed. Wow. You are kind of like Apollo Creed. I'm gonna punch you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been better, Rocky. Take that, Rambones! That's pretty good, isn't it? I'm a master of mimicry. The man of a thousand voices. You do a lot of different voices, but I'm not sure if um, his name is Carl Weathers. I'm not sure if that's in your lexicon. Maybe it is, but it's so you're you're losing weight. Jonathan, have I ever done my impersonation of you? Yeah, I think so. Max Scoville, who's uh, also a Podtoid alum, used to do a good impersonation of me. It was, it was like any good caricature. It was part tribute, part um, insult, and I thought it was great. Yeah, I've, I've got a really good like. It's if anything, my impersonation of you is one hundred percent, no, ninety percent tribute, ten percent like reverence. I revere you. <laughs> I, I hold you in the highest esteem. It doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm worse at everything that you're good at. So when I anything, see you, when I see uh, you, right, I don't see Jonathan Holmes the man. I see Xerxes in a sweater. <laughs> he's a real hunk. He's a he works out and he's uh he's a hero too. I'm yeah. I'm just a tired um you know sort of old i'm only gonna be 40 soon you know have you ever thought of getting a nose ring and trying to <laughs> enslave the spartans <laughs> no i have not i mixed uh, up xerxes with the other guy actually anyway, xerxes is even sexier do you want me to do my that. my special episode 200 impersonation of you please do yeah okay <clears throat> oh Oh, God damn it! I knew that was coming! <laughs> no, stop! <laughs> and then I'm patting you on the head, saying, so good. That's so creepy. <laughs> Did you see the tweets that guy sent us? I meant to save it for the show this week. About me forcing you two to do deep kissing on the floor. And then me grabbing Jonathan Holmes's ankle and saying, mine, and dragging you towards me. <laughs> And then saying something about the boy king is mine. 
shit uh, was I intense, think, son. I vaguely remember something, but people have been doing really good tweets about all the Avengers, like, making out and um, killing each other at the same time, too. So it's all kind of a blur. There's, like, a kind of a, a gay sex orgy nightmare exploding on Twitter of late. And that's all the people that I follow and who follow me for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't encourage. No, I think it's great. All of that saucy talk. <laughs> I think it's just fine. I uh, I, I see the way you look at people. You, <laughs> you love it, you tart. <laughs> People oh, Twitter, people wanted us to talk about Cabin in the Woods because I think they wanted us to have a sharp disagreement about it. You but can't, I, we can't, though, because like everything I want to say about Cabin in the Woods firmly falls under the definition of spoiler. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I don't want to put a spoiler warning in the episode um, title or, well, or the write-up, the description, because then people won't listen. They go, well, I ain't listening to that. <laughs> Did you see it, Hamza? Cabin in the Woods? No, I haven't. You should uh-huh. go see Cabin in the Woods. It's my favorite film ever made. <laughs> Why? Is it kind of gay sex? <laughs> that was such a... What are you doing now, Hans? I love that that was, like, possibly the easiest comment for me to be wittier than, but I'm drawing total blanks. That comment has to stand. That has owned me. <laughs> yeah, wow, I, I actually Oops. got you. I touched That's the amazing. Velcro again. Sorry. Like there's, uh, I've got literally nothing to counter that with, even though it is the least witty comment ever said. Yeah, and I know, not, I know. I no really spoilers, try. but I'm pretty sure there's not any gay sex in the movie either, which is, um, I don't know, could have used some of that. I won't do spoilers, <laughs> but I will say that the movie, there's like 20 minutes that are amazing, that are, are worth seeing in theaters for those 20 minutes for sure. But there's a lot of stuff that I just could pass on with the movie, unfortunately. And uh, that happens a lot. You know, Phantom Menace, it's a Star Wars movie. That has like 20 great minutes, too. And I watched the whole thing just for the Darth Maul fights. And I like the pod racing and stuff like that. I like the Muppets. Uh, But there's a lot of stuff I'm just like, eh, I could never watch that. And that would be fine. And that's how uh, Cabin in the Woods was for me. It's a lot of stuff that I just had no use for whatsoever. Uh, Interesting. Mm, yeah, I know you don't want to spoil it. Don't want to yeah, spoil it. and let me also say yeah. that I was told the entire premise of the movie before I saw it, so I knew everything. Basically, I didn't know exactly how it was going to happen, but I knew uh, the uh, the twist the whole time. And I was also told it's like hilarious, and the actors are so likable and it's so charming. And I was like, no, they're not really. They're all pretty forgettable, except for a couple of guys I like. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's. I guess that's all we can say, unless you want to try to spoiler-free retort, Jim. I, I mean, the whole film was building. Like, I mean, the quote-unquote twist isn't really a twist because it becomes literally the entire premise of the movie. But that's sure. not the point of it. Some people were saying, "Oh, they revealed that too soon." That's not the point of the film. The mm. whole film is building towards something, and I think it was an enjoyable build up there. But then, when the trigger is pulled for the big conclusion it is literally some of the best minutes of a movie i have ever seen yeah and like i just i left that film thinking that movie knew exactly what i want in life (laughs) 
and delivered it because that's what I want real life to look like. Mm. Yeah, I, I I know what you're talking about, and I agree. I would say the last half hour of the movie, I would watch that last half hour every day if people were. But the first hour, I can pretty much do without. The first five minutes are actually great, and then I kind of get lost. And then the last half hour, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Hunter's just eating. Well, yeah, he's just thing. scraping away at his can. Sorry, I'm done. I was eating oatmeal. <laughs> Fine choice. Um, yeah, it's yeah, good for you. It's very, it's filling as well. You can't hate, eat too much, um, but you only need to eat a bit, and it will expand in your tum tum. Mm. Yeah, tum tum. Yeah, yeah, your little tum. Your, your little, little tum. Mm. Pum 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 pum. I feel like a woman. Da 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 da. da. That's how that. <laughs> Famous Christmas Carol. So I, I feel like we need to like we need to close out the whole part of us talking about past Potoy cast members. Oh, oh yeah, sure. oh yeah, yeah we started that. that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, okay, back to Podtoy history. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's deep. So, the cast changed so much, mm. and like the show went off the air for a while. That I mean, we should have been well past two hundred by now, but oh, here sure. we are. Yeah, 2006 it started, right? I don't know whether we should have been past Podsoy 200 by now, or whether we should just never have picked it back up. (laughs) (laughs) I sometimes wonder, like, just in terms of what this could do to our respective careers and and, and everything, there's there's material on here that would make me a dead man in certain countries. (laughs) We'll be okay, and I'll tell you why. Ice Cube once um, said something... Like, I'll either call you a bitch or a dirty ass hoe. And he said something along the lines of, uh, after the date, I want to do the wild thing. You're thinking lobster? Huh, I'm talking Burger King. He said all these things. Ice Cube. And now he does Are We There Yet? His career is just totally fine. He's talked about shooting people in the face with a shotgun and, you know, smacking women in the head and, and having sex with them. And now he does kids' movies. So a career can't actually be ruined as it turns out we can't run for politics like ice cube will never be uh well that's not true he could be governor of something he just can't be president anyone can just be governor as it turns out you can just have sex with whoever you want and just be a total <laughs> jerk and then just be like ah, oh, now i'll just be the governor okay <laughs> yeah they just let you yeah. do it shania twain once said that don't impress me much <laughs> fun fact for you there'll be another one of those next week <laughs> yeah, Shania, uh, Shania fact. Yeah, um, oh. we got as far as Leon next hosting, which was interesting. And after that, Anthony Birch, I believe, took over. Right. Um, around that time, I guess I came on as well as a regular. Um, I can't remember the exact order, but we picked up uh, Aaron Lindy, who I think had been contributing on and off by then anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Topher Cantler, Tiff Chow. And that was, I believe, it for a while. That was interesting. Um, We went through the Nicole Weeby phase where we would talk about doing things to Steve Weeby's wife. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like respecting her as as an individual and um, being sexually attracted to her intelligence. Because that's what turns me on, is the soul. Hmm. Big honking tits! (laughs) 
And butts. You like butts? I do. I like Jonathan Holmes's butt, and I cannot lie. And watch me eat my pie, and I'll dance over here, and I'll dance over there, and I'll dance on Johnny's pubic hair. That would hurt for That's you. That's my rap. Jonathan. If you were to dance on my pubic, just <laughs> whole area, my pubic yeah. vessel. What, what if you shave off the pubic first and put it on the ground? Oh, that would be fine. Yeah, yeah. that could now, be you what, know we what? what would be That'd even be better if you put the pubic hair on bubble wrap and then dance on that. Oh, it'd be like it'd be like tap dancing because they yeah. hear the cracks and they'll think, "Man, he's a great tap dancer like Fred Astaire," and I'll be like, "More like Fred pubic hair." And then they will go, "God, he does puns as well." Fuck. <laughs> This man is an all-round entertainer. Um, that reminds me, by the way, when are we going to start a rap trio? Oh, wow. I didn't think that would ever happen. Hamza, do you like to rap? Eh. <laughs> I was in a rap group for a little while, a parody Brilliant. rap group. Yeah. We were well, called uh, Cold Hard Cash. Cold Hard Cash. Well, yeah. this one mm-hmm. is going to be called Cold Hard Jonathan Holmes. <laughs> So I'm cold, I've got an erection, and it's just me. Yeah. You're, you're just, a corpse and you have rigor mortis. <laughs> that was basically, yeah. Um, Hamza Aziz's name in it is going to be called... Uh, Ham- Cor- Hamza. Hamza Aziz. I like how you say my name. Hamza. 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 Hamza will be called... Oh, the self-Hamza. That's fucking badass. Because nothing is it. nothing is more badass than self harm. So you hurt yourself. Yeah, and we'll like we'll get like red uh, marker pens and we'll draw lines down his arms so they'll think he's been cutting himself. <laughs> and they'll be like, "Well, dude, he's fucking badass. He don't give a fuck about oh. no one. He lets his feelings out with a knife." Whoa, self harms her. Yeah, I am gonna be called um, muscles. <laughs> right, muscles Malloy. <laughs> no muscles. Lundgren Malloy. That's going to be my name. And Jonathan Holmes, of course, is going to be called Chicken Dinner. <laughs> <laughs> but the group is called Cold Hard Jonathan Holmes. Yeah. But I still have a nickname? Yeah. And it's, it's, and it, and it's yeah. Chicken Dinner? It, it's like they might be giants. There are no actual giants in They Might Be Giants. Oh, and there's cool. no actual Jonathan Holmes in Cold Hard Jonathan Holmes. There is just self harm so We're actually named after the porn star Jonathan Holmes. Oh, well, yeah. his name is actually John, J-O-H-N. Yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. That's cool. That's cool. And yeah. the, the band's logo will be porn star Jonathan Holmes, but with your face, Jonathan, <laughs> uh, superimposed just over the tip of his penis. <laughs> not over his face. No, not over his face. I'll be superimposed over his face. And Hamza will be the two little nipples. So, I can with that. That'll be good. We'll be... That will be just this composite porn man. Yeah. That's pretty that's, good. That's That'll really be the name of our first single, Composite Porn Man. <laughs> and I've thought about the music video, right? What? Now, when, when did you think of that? When did that? Uh, hold on. One, two, three. 35 seconds ago. <laughs> Tell me about this music video you thought of already. Right. Now, bear with me, Jonathan. How much do you like... Uh, your <laughs> um, body parts. Oh my god! A good amount. I mean, they could be more fit. I so you you enjoy them? I'm glad I have them. I mean, I wish they were better, but I, I wouldn't okay. want to lose any of them. Oh, no, 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 you won't be losing any of them. It's just the fact that you enjoy them is good. 
So you're, you're 50% already liking this idea. I am? Yeah. How much do you like worms? I like worms. I don't love them. I don't want to eat them I, or... You 100% love this idea. <laughs> my body parts. Not my body, but parts of my body and worms. Okay. A, a part. A part of your body. A part of my yeah. body. Basically, what would you say to me and um, Hamza? Um, <laughs> bending you over naked um, with two what? big trowels. Uh, I didn't agree to this. Basically, don't worry about it. Uh, shoveling with, tr- with garden trowels. Um, a bucket full of worms uh, into your asshole. <laughs> I did not agree to this. Don't worry about it. Hamza, don't wow. worry about it. Don't worry about it. That is the worst idea. So, Hamza and I will be dressed like big baggy um, football jerseys and our baseball caps on backwards. And the baseball caps will have like radical and bodacious written on them <laughs> respectively. So that they know we're rappers. Uh, you will be naked, apart from a, a baseball cap on your head, which will read "Wicked." <laughs> <laughs> you will be bent over um, like a bed or something, <laughs> um, pulling your cheeks apart. Right, your legs wow. like really distant, so that Why? we get. I'm a... pulling them apart with my hands, <sighs> as if I'm inviting this uh, situation. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, here we go. I, I went. I went so dizzy just then. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you'll be pulling your ass cheeks apart, um, just so that your like gasping, winking hole is oh. fully dilated. I don't and know. Jonathan and sorry, Harms and myself will have these like big metal garden trowels and a bucket of worms that's between your legs, and we'll be looking at the camera like waving our hands, going, "Yo, fuck your pussy, your ass." Fuck your pussy and your ass and the worms, like that. And we'll be just shoving, like, just scooping up these worms, like, wriggling around, and just cramming them into your ass. And sometimes, I mean, we might have to use our hands as well to just, like, like thump it up there, punch, punch the worms up your ass. All the while, of course, you know, yo, fucker, getting all the money and doing bitches. <laughs> It's pretty good. Uh, do I rap in this rap group, or am I just basically an, an asshole for the video? Uh, no, no, I mean, well, we'll all be rapping on the track. Oh, okay. Uh, in the video, you know, you won't have to... I don't want you to worry about lip-syncing when you've got more important <laughs> work to do. So I'm like the Flavor Flav of the group, but instead of having a clock and a, uh, a Viking helmet, I'm just a... A, a, a huge, just gaping asshole. Yeah, that yeah. gets worm shut into it. Yeah, um, just don't talk. <laughs> Hamza, Hamza, how would you uh, feel about having your <laughs> at one point um, for uh, context, um, having your head under Jonathan's asshole while I like get the worms that are like just hanging out <laughs> and just like waving them so they tickle your cheek. Sometimes, Jim, I, I wonder how you found someone to marry you. <laughs> yeah, it takes all kinds. Takes all kinds. This is uh, this it is took what... a lot of threats. <laughs> <laughs> you oh know, hip hop is on the verge of a big change. <laughs> um, Let's go rap back to Pontoid history. <laughs> rap music. Well, just I'm closing it up. Rap music has been on the verge of a new revolution for a while. 
And, um, you know, we've had Kanye West with his innovative style of sort of... Um, no one makes you hate all that power. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What's the next step? It probably is two mildly brown guys and a, a Caucasian guy uh, shoving <laughs> worms inside of one of the brown guy's buttholes. <laughs> it's probably it's probably what people have been waiting for for hip hop. You know the the music of the streets of the people. It's it's real. It's it's raw. We don't smile. We frown. We're gonna frown about those worms in my butthole. Oh man! If I was fucking brown we could have been called the frowning browns <laughs> you could get a tan or I just you know oh that's i just oh you can do it you can get brown trust me trust me you can get brown you could cover yourself in your own shit <laughs> then Hobbs comes up Hobbs acts like we're being gross and then he you know you've got it i don't know i got it in the moment Shut yeah up. you get in the moment feels good feels good uh, it's all fun we're all friends <laughs> yeah, we're all friends shoveling worms up each other's asses. <laughs> that really is the grossest idea, by the way, Jim. That is so. <laughs> What's so gross about that? Well, you know, it's in the it, worms. It's it's. I can't even. Where do you start? Having something pushed into your butt—that's a lie. Pushed, troweled. Troweled. I'm sorry. And sometimes punched just to get. And it they're not that. gonna stay in one piece. The worms. They're gonna die, and there's gonna be guts, and it's gonna, <laughs> gonna just be the worst. It's the grossest thing. Hey, John. Hey, Jonathan. So, okay, imagine this whole scenario, and then start imagining them like wriggling inside you. Yeah, it's really yeah. awful. It's hey, really awful. I'm on the it bright in. Like side. internal massage for you. <laughs> like, Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan, I don't think you are being optimistic. Because you're like, oh, the worms will be cut in half, and that will be gross. When you cut a worm in half, they grow into two worms. So as we're putting them up in the arse of you, of you the arse of you, um, <laughs> you'll be doubling your worms. So it's a, it's a worm profit. Now, well, I can't think of black. a better investment. Isn't that what we were taught in school? Buy low, sell high? Double the, double the worms in your arse? <laughs> I love how this has that been like a ten-minute conversation. Yeah, it's uh, they too tend to go on. Um, that that is welcome to Podsway, by the way, Hamza. I'm. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it, it, it has I'm, been. Happening. I'm glad you're not protesting. That's the that's what worries me when we bring a new person on. They all say no, and then we'll have to force people to do things. Mm. But you're joining in. You're complicit. You're part of the blame. <laughs> and he likes that. Yeah, that's right. I like everybody to be culpable. I like to leave a mark. That's true. You're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so part two history. Um, oh, yeah. It's very important. It's very important. Uh, we are making part two history with great chat like that. Well, it is a, it is a popular... From what you've told me, anyway, of the numbers, I haven't asked recently, but we uh, did go up from the Birch and Lindy years. Oh, we? yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we went right down. <laughs> Ever since Max and Tara left and I got worse. Um, <laughs> then we went right down. We're doing okay. Yeah, we're doing all right. We're just going to crawl up it... back to the top like John Rambone. Did it really mm. go down? It went down a bit. 
Uh, when Max and well, naturally Max and but Tara it's coming back up. It's coming back. No, I think it's mostly just Tara because you know boobs. Do people just want to listen to boobs? Like listen to a voice that it comes yeah. from lungs that have boobs in front of them? Yeah, I don't understand the whole thing. I'm I don't know. Maybe I'm it's old like a phone sex operator. She was great on the show. Trust me, she was she was very funny on the show. I she never was like listened. A comedy, I have no idea. She was very good. She was like a comedy sniper. <laughs> like we'd all be saying a bunch of stuff and get lost, and then she would just like jump in with a really cutting, um, amusing observation. But boobs, huh? Yeah. People people say on the uh, Destructoid YouTube channel that I should stop making videos because of my lack of boobs, and they just want all boobs all the time. Yeah, it's a thing. Boobs. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so then Max and Tara joined us when the reboot happened that was to kind of promote... Hey, we didn't... We're still... Yeah. No, we're still back. Did I skip some stuff? Yeah, because Tiff Chow oh. lied um, and went away and said she didn't have time to do a podcast anymore and then was doing another one somewhere else a week later, <laughs> um, which is fine. I literally don't blame her um, mm. because uh, fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't want to get into its specifics, but yeah, you guys oh, are you assholes. On at that point, Hamza, you weren't on yet. No, but I know. I know of all the all the changes and why they happened mm-hmm. since the beginning. I like Tiff Chow a lot. No, yeah, she's great. She's yeah. uh, she's a like a game designer right now. Yeah, she's uh, everyone in the industry loves her, and she knows everyone. As in, and she's in it for all the right reasons, and you know, just does it for the love of of making <clears> games. And yeah, yeah, she's but, fantastic. Uh, after she left, what happened? Nicholson and Samit came on. Um, yeah, it was it was just us for a while, just uh, Aaron and and myself and um, Anthony and Topher. Then Samit came on, and we bullied the fuck out of him. Yeah, <laughs> and I I don't regret a word of it. It was great for us. And Brad Nicholson, um, he'd been hired for a while, came on, did one or two guest things. That's where we started. That's when we came up with the whole, the Brad Nicholson muscles thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe that was started when I started dreaming up scenarios in which he was working out in a gym with Sting, the famous singer-songwriter and tantric lovemaker. And that became a bit of a thing. And then every mm. week, even when Brad wasn't there, we were just coming up with these like King of the Arctic riding elephants, using horses as skates, um, punching the sun, just all this this fantastical stuff. And and Brad really owned that. Like he came on and just lived up to it. Um, and well, was... none of it was that far from the truth. I mean, he is able to like bench press. 700 pounds or something. I've seen him just crush things. And oh things. yeah, the dude's insane. Yeah, he's incredibly strong. He is certifiably mad, um, but brilliant. And he really stepped up and like became that personality and ended up sort of doing on and off hosting duties between himself and Anthony. So that was the what was probably the classic era pod toyed mm-hmm. was that, um, which was fun and good, lasted a long time. We did movie commentaries, which were always fun, you know, Mortal Kombat, um, Street Fighter, um, all that. That was fun. How did you do those move? Uh, how did that happen exactly? Uh, with some amazing timing that I don't, still don't understand how we pulled it off. Um, we yeah, would just yeah. Skype up like normal. We would have a legally downloaded copy of whatever film we were watching, all synchronized at the same time on our own computers. Then we just three, two, one, and hit play at the same time, and and hoped for the best. That's pretty um, amazing. I'd love to. Uh... 
I don't think I'd be that good at that, but I'd love it if you and Max and other funny people, Hamza would be good on it, did that sort of thing. And I would join in, of course, if you'd have me, but... People have asked us to bring it back for uh, current era Podtoid to do movies. I bet we could sneak Max in for that kind of stuff again. And Tara, oh god, I was cracking up at E3 last year. Tara and I were watching uh, Rollerball with uh, Chris Klein and LL Cool J. She is hilarious. She was saying the, the best stuff over that movie. So we could just do rollerball, and I can guarantee you that Tara will make it um, funny. No, there we go. I mean, that's the best thing about the current generation Podtoid is before we were doing movie commentaries on strictly video game themed movies. And (laughs) every time people bring it up now, it's like, I'll do Jurassic Park. Um, Just anything, just none of it game related, which I think speaks to the problems surrounding this. But anyway... Mm. Uh, mm. We we did our last mm. Podtoid, which was a commentary of the uh, Super Mario Brothers Bob Hoskins classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, then went away for a very long time, and he went to work with Gearbox. Topher Cantler focused on his animation. Uh, Aaron Lindy, of course, um, works with Microsoft and, and whatnot. Um, and and they sort of clashed uh, for a while, and then eventually went and did the Electric Hydra, because by that time... No one on Podtoid was a member of Destructoid. <laughs> uh, so, except for you. Yeah, so, yeah, you except myself. Me. Yeah, like mm-hmm. this, yeah, this relic of their past haunting their dreams. Um, so they, you know, we did Electric Hydra. I was sort of part and parcel with that. And then for a, a long time, nothing happened with Podtoid. We had Brittoid come up, which Holly Bennett hosted, which was a British um, Destructoid podcast following on from the old podcastle stuff that used to go on. Um, I believe during that downtime as well, we had, was it Bit Transmission? That's right. With Conrad and and Chad and and Jonathan. A close one. It was Conrad Colette, and Chad was on one episode, and me. Ah, Uh, okay. Yeah, we were sort of an analytical podcast. We we got all kind of deep and debatey. The last episode of that, we got in a really feverish debate, and I don't think we ever even posted it, because we just all sounded angry. And um, that was in 2010, I think. That was a fun podcast, though. And now I do Subholmes with uh, Conrad, is the engineer on that, and I try to sneak him on every once in a while. And uh, Colette may come on to uh, guest on that, so it might be oh, like nice. Yeah, that would be a fun little reunion for us. I think uh, after that point, too, uh, Chad tried to bring back uh, like a like a spin-off version of Retro Force Go, wow. which was another old podcast of ours. Uh, this was called it was first called Finger Bang Cast, but yeah. iTunes <laughs> let, let us use that name on iTunes, so yeah. we changed it to Best Podcast Ever. I think that's what it was called. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. And there was only like three episodes. Chad was running it, and um, I think Colette and Stella. Stella, Stella Wong, Wong. Mm-hmm. were the other person. hosts, but like uh, Chad has like a full time day job, and they, like it just ate up too much time for him. To yeah, be beyond full time, he's doing like sixty hours a week, seventy hours a week a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, Chad. So f- those are all the spinoff podcasts, basically. Pa- uh, Brit Toy is still around. Becca Roberts now does the hosting duties for that. Yeah. Another mm-hmm. one of our uh, British contributors, and then. And then after that, what happened? When did we come back? Um, I just imagined you were snorting coke while you were saying that. <laughs> it was like, and then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh, RoboCop uh, coke in the bathroom. Uh, coke is scene to you. So People like cocaine. I've never done it. Seems too strong. Like make you dizzy or something. Anyway, sorry. What were we talking about? 
cocaine. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. we'll do it. Well, to, for a while, Pottoid was was was, you know, on ice. He never really thought about what we were going to do if we ever brought it back. Um, but Nero wanted it back, and originally. It was going to be hosted by Max and Tara. They were going to be the main hosts. And no one else. I was sort of... No, actually, no, 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 no. Before that even happened, I don't know if... Oh, yeah. I know what there you're was, There was another one where Nero was trying to make it come back, and then it was going to be Nick, Nick Chester, a former editor-in-chief. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. To host that. So it was going to be Nick, Dale, you, Jim, and I think Max and Tara as well? No. No. No, no, no. It was, it just, was the, just me, Dale, and Nick. And, and you guys did a pilot of that, didn't you? There you are like a couple. A There's like oh, two cool. or three. Yeah, um, I have them too. Yeah, well, it's, I think they're still on Nick Chester's Destructoid community blog. Oh, that's right. And you can download those. They were pretty fun. Um, Nick and Dale are very quick-witted and, and sort of sardonic. And it was pretty cool to do it with them, but... I guess time again, like Dale at the time was either moving to or actually at Japan at that time, mm-hmm. living in yeah. Japan for a while. And um, so he couldn't really commit. And Nick, of course, was a very busy man. And um, so that, again, kind of fell apart. Um, but Nero, of course, still wanted Podtoid to back. And then it was retold basically and ironically as well, given what <laughs> would later happen. It was retold ostensibly to help give Max and Tara more presence on Destructoid and in turn uh, promote the Detoid show which we uh, Destructoid produces with Rev 3 and um, of course airs on your Mondays your Wednesdays and your Fridays so I don't know why I said <laughs> it like that <laughs> just roll with it Jim yeah, yeah. No question yourself. force of marketing had it but mm. so yeah they were going to host it and, and I, for a while it was kind of them and, and they were going to rotate just a stable of editors as guests. And I was sort of penciled in as, as a quasi-regular. Um, then I got uh, an email from Nero which said, Jim, can you take charge of this? Um, Max and Tara are acting like I've asked them to build a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah um, I guess they... Because obviously they'd never done a podcast, so... You know, and and there's so much bullshit to work out with Skype and finding a good recorder and everything. Um, so I basically took over as host, and it was myself and Max and Tara. And then I'm like, well, I could do with uh, someone to just sort of even it out. Uh, and then I brought on Jonathan Holmes, who I have always loved working with. Aww, We've always you. done very nice videos and whatnot together when we uh, meet at events. Yeah. And that was it for a while. That was the podcast that um, a lot of our current listeners sort of started started with, um, and we had many fun times. You know, it was mostly it was myself and Max doing just going on odd concepts such as uh, Voldemort and Emperor Palpatine op- owning an opium den. Um, you're getting Fabergé eggs. <laughs> the lust gurney. People the lust gurney. Just the um, horny British fops. Yeah, it was good. That was fun. Though. And of course the Pie Guild. <laughs> a royal appointment. Um, just uh, th- that was basically it. It was video game discussion framed around a central ridiculous concept that we'd come up with for that week. Um, with Tara kind of as acting as this disappoint disappointment. <laughs> 
teacher um, and Jonathan Holmes analysing just the shit that would come out of myself and Max's mouths. And it was a good dynamic. That worked well. Uh, I enjoyed it. Tara, of course, uh, died in a car accident um, on Christmas Eve. Um, as you know, she sent us an email on Christmas Eve. It was Christmas, it was wasn't it? Christmas Eve. She was the Scrooge Ebenezer's of podcasts. Yeah. Um, and basically now works with Rev3 uh, full-time, so couldn't really commit. Max nobly tried for a good few weeks after, um, but eventually it became too much and he had to depart. And well, then- I think the main problem with Max was that, like, he was doing the podcast at the Rev Vision 3 offices. So like That's the only place he could do it, yeah. Yeah, and I mean I've been there, like it's very, very open. There's a bunch of people around his cubicle, there's people everywhere. So the shit you guys are saying normally, you know, <laughs> shoving worms up each other's asses and everything, you can't really get away with that at the office. Or yeah, he was too embarrassed be... to try. Oh, you I don't know if you've heard any of those, but it's him whispering going, What? That's great, guys. Oh, oh, yeah. Funny, <laughs> funny, really funny. Just like he he basically wasn't allowed to do the show, but did it anyways for as long as he could. And thank you for that, Max. You're yeah, a Yeah, thank guy. you. I've, yes. asked, I've asked them um, to record a message. I don't know if they're going to be able to, to tack on to this. Um, so maybe there'll be a message from them. I don't know yet. But, you know, hopefully. But, um, yeah, so that was fun. They left, sadly. Um, we had fun. We started at that time doing movie pitches for Willem Dafoe. Mm, yeah. Famed Hollywood actor and giant-mouthed goblin. <laughs> which was fun. We had many a fun time, such as Muddy Buddies. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the idea of Willem Dafoe as a man made out of mud. Um, children really like. Yeah. Children <laughs> Who children really just... Are, yeah, and he's supportive and respects their decision to like him. Um, the first one was The Breast Man, where Willem Dafoe is a sexist, misogynistic businessman who wakes up one day to find out he has breasts um, and has to live with the hilarious consequences. So they were all fun. Um, but then it was just me and you, Jonathan. Mm, yeah. And we Some entered um, what I thought was a very successful era where we had a very good will-they-won't-they they dynamic. <laughs> very reminiscent <laughs> of uh, Bruce Willis in The Expendables. <laughs> he means he means Moonlighting, Hamza, which I think Moonlighting is older than you, so you may know. No, he was in it. The Expendables. I think he's talking about the scene with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis. <sighs> he's talking about Moonlighting. I'm not me. talking about Moon... Moonlighting was that film with Gary Oldman in it. <laughs> and the, it the orange haired lady. <laughs> Civil Shepherd. Bruce Willis, they have a detective agency. Sybil Shepherd was in Sybil, the sitcom Sybil, <laughs> you madman. <laughs> that was Sally Field, wasn't no, it? No, she was in a... Sybil Shepherd was in a sitcom called Sybil. She came out as a lesbian and then hosted a talk show. <laughs> that's, El- that's Ellen. No, Ellen was... I can't think of any other pop culture things to put Ellen in hilariously. Probably something about That's So Raven or... You know, Webster. Yeah, Daria. Exactly. She was lead animator on Daria. Everyone knows her. Everybody knows. You know, my older brother insists that Daria is a lesbian. And it's a funny uh, funny thing, to me anyway. 
he says, oh, yeah, dude, she's totally gay. I'm like, she's a cartoon character, so no. And he's like, no, 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 she's gay. You can tell. I'm like, how can you tell? It's like, there's this one episode where she's watching, like, a workout video, and then she looks at the camera and is like, yeah. I'm like, does she say yeah? And he's like, no, no, it's just the way she looks at the camera. You know she's into it. <laughs> your, friend, your friend sounds like... That's my brother. Oh, my your brother. brother. Well, yeah. your impression makes him sound like a like a... A sentient rat from a Disney movie, <laughs> like the, the kind, uh... the kind that would be the hero's friend, but we all obviously know he's evil, and we're supposed to be shocked when he turns on him halfway through the film and sides with the baddie. Oh, like the British guy in uh, Indiana Jones Four. Like the British guy in Indiana Jones Four, yeah. Yeah, that sweaty kind of bearded guy. You'd, uh, you're actually a lot like my brother in some ways, Jim. I well, we both try to have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's always been a he's an older brother. He's been uh he's never like picked on me or anything. He's always been really nice. Yeah, he's a good guy. Anyway, uh I think we caught up with our Podtoid history. I think that brings us up to the present day. The show uh nobody liked it anymore. It was much worse when it was just me and Jim and then Hamza came in and rescued us and finally our numbers are going back up because he brings the cool kind of young edgy he's got hair and stuff he's got cool hair you got all the things that people want Hamza thank you for joining us on the show Hamza you're welcome you're a hell of a guy man <laughs> it's true no I'm, I'm glad to be finally like actually part of this like I, I wanted to be part of Pot Toy ever since the beginning but I was never confident in um uh, a lot of what I was doing back then, but now I'm at a point so where weird, I feel because like... you're such a notorious charmer. Like anywhere I go, like people when they people have heard of Destructoid, it's always oh Jim. You know everyone knows Jim. But when people actually know Destructoid, like know us personally, like how's Hamza? Where's Hamza? I want to find <laughs> Hamza. Give me some Hamza. Except for that one guy, I think his name is Curtis, who just wants to kill you. Like, oh, Curtis Brown. I, yeah. Yeah. Every time I see Curtis, it's like you beat up Hamza yet. I'm like, no, I'm never going to beat up Hamza. He's like, you should beat him up tonight. You should <laughs> <laughs> punch, him in the, punch him in the face and those teeth. Uh, Curtis is great. He, uh, he's a giant, giant, jolly man. He's also black, so he's scary sometimes if you look at he him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he no, he's, he's one of my good friends, actually. Um, I think he wants revenge for what I did to him at E3 last year. Like, I saw him just walking the show floor. He works for HP, and it, like... His like main division boss was walking around with him, and I spotted him in the crowd, like somewhere in the hallway near like the Sony booth or whatever. And he's just he's looking at something and walking straight, like his head's turned away, and like he doesn't see me. So I fucking like run up to him and just like yell "booga booga" or some shit like that. He gets so fucking scared, like he throws his fist up in the air. He thinks he's about to get like rape attacked, and there his boss is over to the side and laughing his ass off. And he just just saw like like I'm like this scrawny like like pale like almost like Caucasian dude, whatever. And like almost Curtis Caucasian. is a really giant black scary looking guy if you don't know him, and he he was terrified. It was fucking great. So uh, Curtis. Um, you suck. I don't know. I, I lost it there. <laughs> That's why I was never confident in doing Pottoy in the beginning. Like, I, no, you're uh, great. I, I, Everyone loves yeah, you. Pottoy. I don't know. I'm and even the funny. guy who you terrified, uh, he still brings you up every time I see him. Like, he doesn't say hi to me, really. He's like, hey, where's Hamza? <laughs> <laughs> but it's because he, he likes you so much. It's just his way of showing it, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I could bring something to the table. You bring least. a whole lot to it. 
You know, people want cool guys on a show. Jim is cool. I'm not cool. You're very cool, Hamza. Jim is cool. You're very cool, Hamza. I'm not cool. I'm old and weird. Everyone knows it. They're like, oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. But I'm totally out of touch with uh, what's going on with anything normal. And Jim is a a comedy powerhouse, of course. But uh, he's, you know, he lives, he's focused on the video games and the the movies. Whereas Hamza is out on the streets. (laughs) Girls. I said this last week. I yeah, think. you made him sound like a curb crawler last week. You made him sound like a curb he's crawler again. He's at the clubs. He's at the parties. Ladies and oh. gentlemen, um, I saw him sign on. I just added him on a whim. I don't know if I was being rude or not. But I don't know what he was on for. Um, but Max Schofield is with us. It was a beautiful ambush. That's awesome. This is really happening. I was just talking about how cool Hamza is. Max, do you have anything to add? How cool is Hamza? I heard, I heard you guys talking up Hamza, and I just had to come on to Skype. Because sucks. He's always just creeping up people's pant legs. He's like sand. He gets everywhere. Hamza, any any retort to the fact that you're like sand? In uh, Attack of the Clones, I think. That was a reference to that. What? Attack of the Clones? Yeah, you're like uh, <laughs> how Anakin feels about sand, uh, Max Govil feels about you, I think. That's That's great. That is a powerful insult, Max. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's great to have you on, Max. How have you been? I've been okay. Yeah, uploading an interview I did about Sonic the Hedgehog in his car. Oh, his new transforming car. He's got a transforming car, which really just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they got that guy from Golden Axe riding on a turtle. Oh, I love that Sorry, turtle. They've got the guy from Golden Axe riding on a turtle. Yeah, was that the the dwarf Gilius Thunderhead? Yep. Sold. <laughs> Game of the year now. Gilius Thunderhead on the sale. Yeah, yeah. The, I think it's level three that all takes place on a, a very upset turtle. Giant just turtle. Yeah. Yeah, you're basically like a uh, a parasite, just like eating it, being a jerk to it. That doesn't sound too bad. Well, Diddy Kong Racing, I think it was called. Diddy Kong. Uh, what's it called? You remember yeah, that? Diddy, Diddy Kong, Kong Racing. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That one had planes and uh, boats and cars. And yeah, that, that was all. Uh, that, those are all separate events. But Sonic one, like your car, like transforms into different vehicles. Right, mid race, and yeah. uh, each leg of the race has like a different vehicle section. That doesn't sound like it's definitely bad, Max. It's actually pretty. It's pretty okay. Yeah. It's all right. Um, it's hard to get too enthusiastic about it, though, because it's just kind of, you know, mascot racing. I like the idea of the last one. I like the Sega All-Star stuff. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's obviously it's a poor man's version of the Nintendo stuff, but Sega All-Star's racing, I mean, it looked really good. It had some nice ideas. Um, the AI, though, is what killed it. It was worse than the AI in Mario Kart. Mm. In terms yeah, of just, not, like... They're not, nice. they're not nice little animals in cars. They want to win. Right, right, and uh, and they uh, even if you're doing really well technically, they find ways to kind of make you lose. Is that right? They shoot you with uh, like what, puffer fish and missiles, <laughs> stuff like that. Are you at Rev Three right now? We were just talking about how hard it is for you to record a a podcast from Rev Three. Yeah, 3. I'm sitting at my desk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're being like a stealthy like. I mean, don't feel compelled to stay. I just, I saw you on and I thought, well, fuck it. I'll bring him in for at least a bit. I want to, can we record on like a Sunday sometime? I watched a Willem Dafoe movie last night and I was just like fucking tearing up the whole time because I miss you guys. 
Aw, which one was it? I watched Daybreakers. Oh, I still haven't seen that. That's a good one. That's a surprise. So good. We were talking about Daybreakers um, on a podtoid because they got the casting wrong. Like, Willem Dafoe is the good guy and Sam Neill is the vampire. Like, it didn't make sense. It was weird. Yeah, it sounds neat. He also though. had that he had that beard that just looked like it was gonna fall off the whole time. <laughs> the folks' face is too like unique to have hair on it. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got like leathery, barren skin. It amazes me anything can grow. It's like yeah, a, it's like Arizona on there. <laughs> yeah, on face craggy and sun swept. Yeah, I think that's a word. Is there a, is, can you sneak Tara on the show too? Sneak her on for t- it's episode two. I don't know where she is. It's episode 200. She yeah, that's right. Yeah, she might have left. Yeah, she left for the day. Oh, yeah, it is kind of late there. Huh. That's okay. I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> so I don't have to whisper. <laughs> Why are we all whispering? Hey, you guys, very important. The Stasi's coming. Guys, guys, I can't, I can't talk about dragon fucking because <laughs> I need to fight back on the wall again. <laughs> Who's close to you in your office? You have Carboni and uh, is Zach Miner around? Zach's actually checking out Civilization Five right now. Oh, that's good for him. I told him to be civilized. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking lampooned his entire life system. <laughs> yeah, I got it. So good. And who's that? Who's that cute red-haired girl? Likes Parappa the Rapper, who you played video games with once on a show. What's her name again? Jackie Talbot. Yeah, that's the one. She's neat. Let's all let's all fall in love with her. Yeah, let's do it. It's not it's hard. Game bigger is shove worms up her ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good callback, Hamza. <laughs> that's what you mix, Max. Uh, Jim Hello? went on. Hello. Hi, Podtoid. Hi, is this uh, is this Tara Long? Hi, Podtoid. Oh my Jackie. God, it's really you. I what just went out, I went out to get some tea and some candy, and when I came back, Max. Handed me a headphone and Tara Long, you are my every dream. Did you go get oh. the tea from that place I got you tea that time? Um, I don't know. There's like eight of them. Oh, it's like almost in the same building. I bet in- it's that one though. Yeah, that was good. We were tired. That pretty time. good tea. Remember when we were in that car? When we'd always be in like a weird car. Sometimes Hamza would drive us when oh, we were yeah. first starting the show. That. And he crammed us in there. Back yeah. when we lived a lot closer, also. Yeah, yeah, pretty much in the same building. It'd be me, you, Max, John Carnage, Pico Mouse, and Hamza all in and like sometimes a, Venom. And sometimes Venom all in a uh, in a uh, four seater car, just crammed in, trying to be internet famous. Uh, indeed. How have you been? I've been great, actually. Now that I have this tea, everything's swell. How have you guys <laughs> been? How's uh, Happy Two Hundred? Oh yeah, this is our two hundredth episode. It wasn't special before. We just yeah, talked for it, a long time. No, no, it's a it's a special episode. We celebrate with worms. It hey, was, Tara, you you want oh, some worms? I didn't even hear you. <laughs> yeah, Hobbs is on the show now. Isn't yeah, I'm part of the cast now. How's that going? Uh, it's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> we got much worse after you left, Tara. I don't know if you'd heard about. I've, I've heard you guys have just gone off the deep end, and it's all all pedophilia all the time. <laughs> <laughs> No, to be fair, we scaled back on the pedophilia. Now we're talking I about heard putting. I you guys are now in the pedophilia section of iTunes. Is that true? <laughs> talking really loud. I'm talking really loudly in the office. I'm going to have to go now. Oh, thanks for joining us, Tara. Bye, boobs. <laughs> oh my god.
Oh, Hamza. <laughs> she loves me. Hamza, uh, you rapscallion. You're the worst, Hamza. You're the he worst, is a total man. rascal. Uh, his rascally ways are... He has brought the tone of this pod toy right down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all Hamza's fault. It was totally clean before he showed up and said boobs. I got horny over the worms. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the least erotic thing ever. Uh, yeah, Max, you missed it. But Jim came up with a rap group that we're all going to be in. And the, the first video is um, just me naked with my butt cheeks spread apart and, and Hamza and Jim troweling worms into my butt <laughs> while rapping about, you know, bitches and hoes and going to get that money and all that stuff. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I just have to sit there and take it. I'm like, do I get to rap? And he's like, no, well, you you'll know, be stood rap. bent over and taking it. You can't sit right. down. You'll make a mess on the chair. <laughs> yeah, I'll get worms all over the chair. You'll get worms on the chair. Yeah, and obviously a bit of your poo because the worms will have like squashed that out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's troubling. Simple. Get with the physics, guy. So uh, yeah, just so you know what you missed. That's what we had talked about before you showed up, and now you're here to to rescue us and be normal. Just be a f- normal, funny man. That's all we want. Can okay. you do it? Yeah. <laughs> don't don't do anything with worms. <laughs> don't do that. Well, caterpillars <laughs> will be a bit more expensive. That's my problem. Oh, so gross because they've got legs. It's even worse. Hey, I was thinking. Yeah. Can we like? Can Can you guys do like a Sunday podtoid sometimes so that I can like be on it properly? Yeah, that's what I we I like, saw you at PAX East, and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. I want to scream at the devil. <laughs> I want to I want to make love like a bird falling out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jim is very busy on Sundays, and I do. Um, well, it's actually the opposite. It's Sunday is the only day I'm not busy, so I keep it unbusy. But I would not be opposed to doing a Sunday pod toy just to get Max on for a bit. It would be worth it. I'm have yeah. a nice um, comeback episode now and then. Yeah, let's plan that. Let's do that. Let's, uh, let's if do not it. this week, then next week. I no, just let me know. Yeah. Let me know. I gotta yes. go. I gotta go type things in a in a word document, probably. I understand. I have, to, I have to make a Yo, go make those annotations on YouTube, bro. I have to spread sheets all over <laughs> the bed because I've soiled it again. Spreadsheets. Bye. Bye. Bye, Max. Thanks for joining us, Max. Bye. Oh, that was horrible. I hate those two so much. <laughs> I am so I like them so much. It's weird to like people so much, but I do. I feel like they're family. You know, I feel like yeah. oh, you guys, you're so great. Oh, I just want you to succeed and live and be happy and have a bunch of beautiful children. And oh, yeah. Well, you know, especially since like for almost we we all almost pretty much lived together for a while. Like I mean, you and I, Holmes. We lived together for a good while, and then Tarot's over constantly. Yeah, and, and Max was over a good he, amount. Yeah, a good amount too. Yeah, I remember helping Max build his confidence to be on video. That was so fun when oh. I like talked him into doing his Tommy Wiseau impersonation. So like, I'm not funny enough. I can't do it. I'm like, you are hilarious. Do this video now, and we did it, and it was hilarious. It was really dumb and weird. Jonathan, hilarious. Yeah. Could I talk you into getting the confidence to be in some of my videos? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just not a horny, sexy man. 
at all. It's just I'm a bad, yeah, it's just Max, bad casting. And Max movie. said he wasn't funny. You gotta get the self-confidence in you. And I am on hand to put it in you. Is that what you call your penis? That is where I was going, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I ruined your joke. Game. Yay. I was. No, you, you made it. Yeah. No, yeah. I want to ruin it. <laughs> I don't want to ruin your asshole. <laughs> you know, there was so much video game stuff that happened in the past week and a half. I was excited huh? to talk about it, too. What? So, oh, much, yeah. so much video game Wait stuff minute. happened. Wait a minute. Wait. What? God of War Ascension multiplayer huh? happened. What? Yep. That, huh? that game we talked about. Uh, video what? What? PlayStation ah! All Stars Battle ah! Royale got what? really announced. What? Jim, shut up. It's the game. These are all things that really happened. It's I know, exciting. I'm, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Sega just, President. Wait to pay for homes, Jim. Come on. La Come Mulana on. was cancelled. The world went nuts. Oh, oh yeah. La Mulana. The Earth literally span off its fucking axis on that one. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was, you know, it was it was sad for me. And it's funny, the people who are mad about it are really, really mad about it. But for the most part, no one has any idea what La Mulana even means. Yeah, let's talk about places or all-stars. Let's know. talk about it. Yeah. Something that people actually care about. Sure. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I was, was really surprised because people are really dismissive of it. A lot mm. of people are against the idea. I, I'm all for it. Like, I mean, Sony has a great back catalog of characters. Fucking, I mean, it's a giant, like, it's, they're not even trying to differentiate from uh, Smash Bros, but you know what? Fuck it. Just, just run wild with it, I guess, at this point. Well, there's no, the controls are at least different. You don't uh, do smash attacks in the same way by holding the control stick and the button at the same time, right? It's more of like a meter charging, super meter sort of game, right? I mean, That's- still, the fact there's just we super smash, like, what, what were they calling Brawl? Uh, the Smash Ball. Smash Ball. I mean, well, no, I mean, like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's, it's the same concept, essentially. Yeah, yeah, except you charge a meter, which makes it a little more Street Fighter-ish, which I think is good. But uh, but I, I have to, I, uh, I don't want to be a downer all the time, but I have to admit that it feels a little uninspired that it looks that much like Smash Brothers. Fat Princess, the character in the game, Fat Princess, even seems to kind of control and, and fight just like Peach. It almost feels like they didn't, even try to put that much new into it, which I have to admit, I was a little... I didn't think I'd be that disappointed, but I was left feeling a little empty seeing the, um, the initial footage of it and, and hearing about it. It's going to be fun. I'm going to buy it day one anyway, but I, I feel like it might be a, a little bit of missed potential there for... I mean, what else... People are saying that, but I mean, what else could they have done aside from, like, say... Like mimicking Street Fighter or one of those type of fighting games as well? Well, you know, what I had hoped was... Um, I think it was um, Silent Protagonist. My one of our community bloggers wrote about this, and I was thinking the same thing. Is that PlayStation is really the era of 3D gaming? Like Nintendo, most of Nintendo properties started in 2D, so it kind of made sense that Smash Brothers was a 2D fighter. Oh shit! So it could have played like you know Tobal, like uh, or, or like Power Stone, or like Power Stone Four, which was a great uh, four player fighter. Oh, I'm sorry, Power Stone Two. Yeah, I was about to uh, say, I wish there was a new Power player. Stone. Yeah, I know, they stopped it too. But I love Power Stone too. I used to play that game every yeah, day. Yeah, they could have they done something like Power Stone. It would have been better. I'm not saying that what they're doing is going to be bad, but uh, it does feel a little bit like they had the opportunity to take some risks and do something a little different, and instead they're playing it safe and just doing what they know works, which is which is Smash Brothers. Eh. Jim? 
Uh, I am 50-50. I don't quite get all the hate, um, especially with the whole, oh, I don't like it because... I don't like it because it looks like a game I really like. Like, I don't quite get the logic there, the idea that it will be shit. Um, And I've always been of the idea that this is an industry where what matters isn't doing something originally, it's doing it well. Um, Mm. And we don't yet know whether they're going to do this well. That's what I'm interested Mm. in. Like, are they going to do this well or fuck it up? Until then... All I know is Sean Pertwee has recorded his original lines for Radic, so <laughs> I'm fucking excited about that. That is so weird. It's, I'm still trying to wrap my head around, because that is a bleak... That character, I mean, he's entertaining, but that is a like a sorrowful... I, I like the, 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 the character lineup in that regards, too, because you have like Sweet Tooth and Kratos and Killzone Dude against Fat Princess and Sly Cooper and all these cutesy characters. Pa Rappa, it's like... Yeah, it's just a, such a weird. It's class. interesting. You, you know, hmm? go ahead. No, no. Go I ahead. was just say I'm very on the fence about that in particular because it's like I don't know. Like, it's interesting to see all these clashing art styles, but at the same time, if they'd have done something to tweak them, like they did with Dissidia, you know, like when they stylized everything a certain way, I don't know if I'd have preferred that. Like, maybe or everyone cell shaded. Like, I'd love to see a cell shaded Radic or a Kratos going against sure, a Rapper. Sure. Like, something to unify them. The fact that they are all together, almost like looking at the screenshots, it almost looks like photoshops. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, that's especially with Parappa, who's yeah. like so flat and everything. Yeah. It's kind of off-putting and strange. But again, you know, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance for sure. Yeah, I want to play it, and I'm not. Uh, I think the people that are saying that they hate it are just angry that there was something that was special that only Nintendo did for a little while, and it's no longer just Nintendo's thing to to make a game like that. Um, and they're they're angry because they they love Nintendo and want Nintendo to be special all the time. But but I'm glad Sony's giving it a try. I prefer yeah. them to do I, that than to. I'm sorry, yeah, Hamza. I, I wonder if this will, like I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I, I wonder if this like will change anything in regards to Smash Brothers. Like if they'll try harder this time around because I felt like Brawl was just like very copy and paste from mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. Melee was. Melee sure. was fucking great. Brawl, I like like I dedicated hours and hours into Melee, and then with Brawl, I just kind of gave up after a while. Yeah, people didn't like Brawl as much. I I prefer Brawl as a total package, but as a just a competitive fighting game. Um, Melee is better. Uh, yeah, I, uh, they've been talking about the next Smash Brothers, and they're they're saying that they're going to make sure that it has a very different uh, hook to it than than the past one. I think Brawl I, was trying to. Yeah. God damn it! I'm sorry. No, I want to hear what you have to say, Hamza. I, don't well, I, I hope that hook isn't like. Yeah, we're gonna have like this crazy Wii U slash 3DS connectivity feature where like you you could get open up more of the game by playing it on the the handheld version or some bullshit like that. That's, I'm hoping they don't go that route. I'm betting it is. I mean, with Brawl, the hook was supposed to be its um, online multiplayer and also a lengthy single-player experience, which was not what people wanted. Fuck out of that single-player experience. Yeah, I like it, but uh, it's not. A it's great too tedious. I I hear what you're saying. It's not a masterfully designed, but I I just like the uh, I just liked it. I can't explain it. It was just fun for me. Um, I, mean, I like that sort of story elements. I just liked beating people up and going to the different worlds and stuff. You know, I'm I'm pretty easy to please in that way. It wasn't. I wouldn't like give it high marks in terms of how well it was made, but um, you know, it was a nice little concept. But that's not what Smash Brothers fans wanted. Um, uh, Brawl did not give. 
uh, Smash Brothers fans who grew up on the N64 game and on the GameCube game what they wanted. And uh, I don't think that the next Smash Brothers is going to do that either. I think Sakurai is really just wanting to go out and, and do new stuff as often as he can and yeah. isn't going to work to refine the, the original Smash Brothers concept all that much. Yeah. That's my guess. No, I totally agree. With I do yeah. like, uh, back to All-Stars, I do like the level design. Like, mm, uh, yeah, me too. I really, I think that's really cute. Uh, they integrate different elements from different games. I didn't yeah. really check out the um, too much of the um, game details at the moment. How is victory determined? Did they like go straight towards ripping that off? Like you know the knocking outs and the yeah. I think you that again, is a bit shameless if that's what the route they went. I'm pretty sure you build up a meter to do a more powerful attack. But you're knocking guys out as opposed to like depleting their life and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I will say I'm glad it's a brawler because that means I can play it because I, I don't oh. I don't do the fighting games as um, I've said before. So the fact it is a brawler, brawlers, I you know I can play all day. I love a good brawler. Um, if it was something more akin to Street Fighter, I wouldn't have you know yeah and that wouldn't be the the audience they're they're targeting um because it's such a small audience i know fighting games came back pretty big but uh smash brothers brawl sold like seven million copies which is way more than any street fighter game i think has ever done except maybe the original street fighter 2 so yeah they, they want to make this game appeal to everybody who's ever owned a playstation system ever and you, you can't do that with a with a street fighter type game i don't think yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was some news uh. that happened. Ooh, wow. wow! And see, see, between that and I think we're gonna talk about God, the God of War Ascension multiplayer next. I the fact that Sony revealed both those titles ahead of E3, which is a month away, like makes me think they have something really big to talk about at E3. Either that, or they're just sick those of are getting big, all big their shit leaked. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> they always have their big reveals for E3, but we know what's coming, and they're just even though I mean both God of War and uh, All Stars was leaked were leaked anyway. Yeah, you we can't just announce shit anymore. Well, I don't even run. I don't really understand E3 anymore. Not that I ever did, but the the more I think about it, and I've been thinking about it a lot building up to to this year's event, so much stuff gets announced at the same time. No one can keep up. And most people miss about half the news. I know just being at the show, I'm going to miss 90% of the news. Because it's going to get posted at like 4 in the morning, and I'm not going to have a chance to read it. It almost doesn't make sense to do that much big announcements at the same time. And maybe that's what Sony's thinking, is they're going to announce this stuff now, then they'll show it at E3, and people will do hands-on and talk about it some more, but it's getting in the public consciousness ahead of time, when, when otherwise news has been kind of dead for the past uh, couple of weeks in terms of big stories. I mean, Black Ops 2 got announced, but we all knew that was coming, and you know, a few things here and there. Bayonetta 2, I guess, was cancelled? Did you guys hear that? Um, I don't know what to make of that. The story came from Spong, and Spong is... A lot of, some of the things they've said have turned out to be not quite what they were um, and we've had obviously is it Kamiya who said keep an eye on magazines but he's said that before like that's his big his hilarious joke is keep an eye on magazines <laughs> well what I had heard was that not from Spong I thought it was from somewhere else that reports were coming in and none of them had been substantiated yet but that Sega had been working on Bayonetta 2 
but because uh, they're restructuring the company and, and not making as much money as they had hoped, that they were canceling it even before they announced it. And then Spong said that uh, uh, the producer, uh, Kamehameha-san, had said, oh, but wait wait for a couple of weeks in major video game magazines, which is what he said last time they were supposed to announce Bayonetta 2 when he was just joking. It's a weird kind of anti-comedy he has where he just says something that sounds like yeah, where a fact. Yeah, where he just lies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, I'll tell you next week. And then next week happens, he's like, I was joking. <laughs> you no. may laugh now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I can't That's wait dumb. for, like, Konami's... Uh, you know, like, bad Japanese uh, uh, jokes and comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I'm really looking forward to, the E3. You lost the call for a little while, Hamza, but he came back like a champ. Yeah, dude. What's up? I'll catch you up. We just talked about how Bayonetta 2 maybe got canceled before it was even announced and how that was sad. Yeah, that would suck, but, like, I would, I could totally understand that because the the company is, like, full steam ahead with uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Oh, right, right, right. Platinum is. Yeah, I wonder if that right. was over disagreements with Platinum or, um, you know, conflicts with Platinum as opposed to Sega just losing money. Like, if Sega were losing money, I think the last thing they'd want to cancel is, um, is Bayonetta 2 because that's one of the only big modern-day franchises they have going. That I don't that's... know. I don't think Bayonetta did brilliantly for them. It didn't do brilliantly, but it sold over a million units, which is, you know, much more than, let's say, I don't know, that's what Darksiders did, and Darksiders got a sequel. Um, you know, once you build the engine, making the sequel doesn't cost half as much, my understanding is, of uh, than making a whole new game. And when you've already well, got an uh, install base of... Maybe, over- but they probably, if, if it's as bad as some people say, maybe they just want to focus on the, like, guaranteed the big... You know, your Sonic and Aliens, like the big franchise stuff. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Anarchy Reigns, though. That's the one I figured would be first to go, like a pseudo-sequel to Mad World. They must be really far along with it at this point. Um, And they're still revealing things for it, too. It's like, just release this fucking game already. I know, I know. I'm really worried that that game is going to disappoint. I'm not even expecting it to be good. (sighs) Yeah. I I love the... I lost yeah. interest in that um, two E3s ago, or was it last E3, last um, time, I where I basically, I said, look, because I couldn't tell what it was. I said, it's, just tell me straight, closer towards Streets of Rage or Street Fighter? And they said Street Fighter, and I switched Whoa. off. But that's not true. That's that it, it that speaks to what the whole issue with the game is. Like it seems like anyone who looks into that game or asks about it is like, is this something I like? And then Sega just says yes, no matter what. It's like, is this like Metal Gear? Yes it is. Is this like Street Fighter? It's like that too. Is this well like they Street said Street something yes, they said something I didn't like, so Right. But they didn't know that they assumed you like Street Fighter, I bet, because everyone does. To me it just looks like Mad World except uh without motion controls and without black and white graphics and with multiplayer just a simple punch people in the face game yeah i mean they just Isn't, uh, bayonetta they, in the game yeah bayonetta is a character people didn't i posted that news like it was important and uh i thought it was important i was excited about it i think maybe people are just like they've got the fatigue of, of anarchy reigns now like it's been mm. on the cards for so long but yeah. with very little to show for it like they showed all those trailers um last year or even the year before and then 2010 is when i first heard about it yeah it just went dry after that and, and was i it guess even playable at e3 last year i think it was hmm. might have been i don't i didn't get to play it i didn't 
Uh, I don't know. know. I think it was, but that's what I'm saying about E3. It's like I find out a month later all the stuff that happened at E3. It's I think it's it's overload. I don't know if the maybe the readers it's different for them, but as a member of the uh, the gaming press, it just seems like too much. Uh, oh no! The the worst way to find out about E3 is to be there. <laughs> it's true yeah. of any event. True. Yeah. Packs, I feel like I can manage pretty well. Three days of really just combing the the floor and talking to as many people as I can. Yeah, I don't well, feel like I miss too much. Yeah, packs isn't a, like a news thing. It's more true. You know, stories come out of it, but people don't go there to break stories. That's true. It's, it's easier to follow that way. Um, yeah. Whereas E3, just so much going on at once, and when you're on the show floor, you can't pick up on it. No, you're waiting in line, or you're interviewing someone, or you're playing something. Yeah, you, you know, know PAX is evolving into being like this indie showcase. Like PAX East this year, like I took almost like no appointments from the big publishers because everything we uh, would see at the show was shown at D- GDC. Mm-hmm. And I feel like PAX Prime is gonna be the same exact deal because I mean it's just a couple months after E3 and right before Gamescom. So whatever the big publishers gonna show, at least for the press side. Is not right. gonna be that big of a deal, but like the indie presence at PAX East this year was incredible to the point yeah. where I'm completely reevaluating how we do PAX coverage for going forward now. But oh um, really? Huh. Yeah, like I, yeah. I want to take I, I never want to take appointments again for PAX. Basically, I just want to tell whoever's covering the show to just go on the floor, hit the indie stuff first, and then like expand outward that way for the rest of the the weekend, basically. Yeah, that's that's what I tried to do. I, I hit as many of the indie booths as possible in terms of videos, and um, there was a ton of stuff there. There was yeah, there was I had a, a great time. Bunch too. of stuff that I had no idea was even be at the show because I mean, yeah. the indie companies they don't know how to promote themselves, but um, there was <laughs> but some cool just, stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Playing Super Time Force for the first time and Guaca Melee. Guacamelee, yeah. Gotta say it right. People get very upset when I mispronounce Melee. Yeah, those Mele. two games especially just shine the, throughout the whole show. They're fantastic, yeah. My most popular video, though, of uh, of PAX East was just Sonic for Episode 2, me just talking to a man, and him just saying stuff that people... He was a great guy, his name's Ken, but he didn't have any... Oh, Ken Bellow! Yeah, he didn't He's have any guy. He was just like, I'll tell you all the stuff I've told people for the past three months about Sonic for Episode 2. I'm like, please do, Ken, and people just can't get enough of that Sonic the Hedgehog. Just freaking love him. Love that Hedgehog, Jim. What do they love about him? Tell me, just explain to me what people like about Sonic the Hedgehog. Just tell me. Uh, his tight ass. <laughs> Is it they want to be him? Like, people see Mario and they're like, I don't want to be him. Look at him. But they see Sonic and they're like, yeah, live my life like him. He's, he's pretty bodacious. You gotta go fast. Get them chili dogs. Yeah. I don't know why that's my, I guess that's my Sonic voice. <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Uh, yeah, you did actually sound a good amount like Sonic. Yeah. Shut uh, up! You did! Mm, I had to think about it. I was like, hmm, let me think about this. Yes, he did. He did sound like it. Good job. Well, for the record, I was channeling um, Jamal White Sonic, the hedgehog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the most uh, classic of all the Sonic voices. Because originally, he wasn't voiced, that Sonic. He was just a normal video game character. <sighs> Speaking of video games guys i don't know if you've heard but it's time for video games to grow up had you heard people are talking about it 
Uh, what are you on about? People are writing about it. People are writing big, important who are you stories about it. I like who this story. Hamza knows it's going somewhere he doesn't like. Somebody said that it's time that you know video games are very juvenile. It was it was Let's Jade Raymond, it. by the way. Was it really? Jade Raymond? Yeah. It was Jade Raymond and another man whose name escapes me, who is a fine writer. But uh, he interviewed Jonathan Blow for The Atlantic recently. Ugh. Oh, That's oh, oh. Oh, we're oh, talking about Jonathan Blow. Okay, cool. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to like Jonathan Blow for now on. That's my New Year's resolution. I don't Hi. know him at all. Because he's friends with friends of mine, and I like his games, and there's no reason to dislike someone I've never met just because they sent me hate mail. Uh, I should should just like him. Just once. Just once or twice. He just didn't like something I wrote, so he immediately told me I was the worst person on the planet. I just realized that I could basically punch you in the face, and you'll still be my friend. Well, probably. You've never actually hit me, have you? No, but I really want to now. (laughs) (laughs) I could get away with it. Jonathan, I'm sure Jonathan Blow to me seems like a guy who feels emotions really strongly and just doesn't understand the world around him in a lot of ways. And it makes him come off like he's more mean spirited than he is. But I think his feelings get hurt fast and then he just reacts. And I can't get mad at people like that. They don't mean to cause trouble. You know, they're just sensitive. He's attacked me in the same way for. It was. It wasn't even me that did it originally. It was CBG, and he. I redirected him to them, and he started just attacking them. Um, <laughs> he said something in an interview. He made a controversial statement in an interview, and CBG did what you know they you'd are, expect. Are best known for. Well, I mean, I can't attack them for it because I will do it myself, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. The most controversial thing he said in the interview was also the most interesting thing he said in the interview, and certainly the thing that readers would want to talk about. So mm. I see nothing wrong in breaking it oh, out. Oh, I thought you were going to imply like they misquoted him or something. No, no, no. They, um, you know, they quoted him, um, but it was a quote that Jonathan Blow didn't like. Um, I mean, which would make me wonder why he said it in the first place. Um, it was rather it was a quote he didn't like isolated. Um, and he attacked me for talking about what he said rather than talking about some of the other things he said that he found more interesting. Um, but our readers certainly wouldn't have. Um, yeah. And then he called CBG a bunch of hacks. And, and I wrote an actual editorial on Destructoid about about it because I was like, well, it's not really a hack. It's a hack thing to give your readers something that you think your readers will be interested in. Right. Um, People are more interested in a negative than a positive, too, so... Yeah, or just any any uh, quotes taken out of context. I find a lot of game developers, maybe it happens in other industries too, but game developers feel like you needed to understand every single word that I said exactly the way that I said it, or else I'm going to be upset about I it. I also think that the term out of context is the meaning of that term has been lost because a lot of developers will jump on that. As, like, just jumping on it to hide behind the negative connotation that comes with that term. Mm. Um, usually it's not that it was taken out of context. It was just focused on and they didn't like it. Um, and some of them will do that. Like I've had developers ac- accuse me of, of taking them out of context when I just posted what they said. <laughs> um, and I'm like, well, I, how, what other context can you take it? There was a recent one. I forget who it was. Um, but he, a developer said something and there was no other way to take it. Um, 
but he oh no it was the the visceral guy the guy who the story oh, oh you're talking about the gears of war <laughs> thing. and he said That's gears of war had literally the worst story ever and he said people took that out of context well, <laughs> what other context was there and he never explained what that context was because i think the, the term out of context is just this easy go-to people use to basically try and imply that 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 we were wrong for taking what was said the way it was said when it was like there's not really another direction to take it in. Sure. Um, so yeah, unless, unless the context was him saying, "I'm going to make up something. I'm just going to lie and pretend to have an opinion that I don't mean," and that wasn't the context. The context was him talking about how video game writing is bad in general, and even like slagged off on his own writing a little bit, didn't he? he said, "Oh, and Dead Space's writing isn't that good." No, yeah, he was fair. He, you know, he was. It was the man's opinion, and it got censored, and I guess he got attacked for it, which has been happening way too much in the community lately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it. Was a shame, and but yeah, you get developers that, I mean, they will say something controversial, and then they will get the backlash, and then they will blame the people that publicised the comment, and it's like, mm, don't say things if you don't want them talked about. Yeah. You know? I, I hate to profile, but I do find that a lot of people who develop video games, the reason they're attracted to the medium is you can have full control over the entire way that the, the whole world is interpreted. You know, the, the, the whole message is them, particularly with indie developers who make a whole game by themselves. Like, I did the music, I did the graphics, I did everything. This is This is all me. And when someone in the media takes control over how their message is uh, presented even a little bit, they get very, very upset because they, they lost that control. And and Jonathan Blow, I'm remembering in uh, Indie Game, the movie, which you guys should all see, it's it's playing across... Uh, it's going to be in every city, I'm pretty sure, on May I'll, I'll pirate it and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you should... I don't think you can pirate it yet. I hope not. Um, it's going to be in theaters. It's worth seeing in theaters. It's great. Uh, but Jonathan Blow's in that, and he talks about how... Does he, he got- blow in the movie? <laughs> he, he's very good. He uh, is smart and honest, and he makes himself look like a little bit of a maniac because he says some of the most positive reviews for Braid upset him because they weren't positive in the right way. He's like, I wanted you to get this message, but instead you just thought it was fun. And that really bothered me. Like, he really wants to be perfectly understood. And unless he is, he gets like very, very frustrated. And he's open. I about can't how- believe people had fun with my game. This <laughs> game was about the nuclear war. I don't even know, really. I didn't really play Braid, but it, they totally got <laughs> my game wrong. <laughs> and he's a <laughs> wow, wow. And then he just like turns into nail or something. <laughs> just shrinks into a. He exploded. From yeah. all the worms inside of him. Brought <laughs> 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 back. Yes, uh, I fucking love that I'm on Pontoid. Yeah, man, you're nailing uh, it. Yeah. Wait. Anyways, go on. Blow blows it. Ah, oh, that's about it. Just that, and and he's aware that that makes him weird, and he's willing to show that he's imperfect and has vulnerabilities, which makes for a good video game. So, trying to like Jonathan Blow. That's my mission for the year. I can do it. You guys will help me. You you both love him. What? Yeah, you love him too. What are you talking about? Jonathan Blow? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, kid, sure. <laughs> 
is it uh is it questions time yeah. how, how long have we been doing it are we doing it too long too we've short we've been doing it for a bit for an for hour a... and a half almost we've been doing yeah. it for a little while um i've got an idea though yeah yeah oh you want to hear it okay oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Please. um i've got willem dafoe movie pitch oh good yeah please yeah last week's was terrible no, it wasn't. It makes me feel sad to think about it. Like, I think of a cat that has learned to cry. <laughs> I liked last week's. It was um, a different type of self-loathing that you expressed. Because a lot of these are expressions of self-loathing in my... <laughs> <laughs> like, what's what's it is one giant exercise in self-loathing. <laughs> and that was a slightly different vein of it. But um, I know what you mean. I do stuff that I wish I had done differently, and that makes the next thing I do hopefully closer to what I originally wanted to do. So let's hear your pitch, Jim. That's exciting. This week's movie pitch for Willem Dafoe mm. is called The Taste of Crime. Yeah. Willem Dafoe plays the, <laughs> the tongue arm of the law, Sergeant Lick. <laughs> Who has a superhero power, which he got after eating a radioactive ice cream. He has got the power to taste crimes. With his radioactive, augmented tongue. Whoa. Any... Is it big? No, it's, it's no, normal. It's, it's, okay. it's normal. But okay. it's what he does with it. Maybe it's green. We'll, we'll make it green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Special. Yeah. Effects, we'll yeah. have him like chew on a green sweet, and it'll make <laughs> him go green. So he's got this green tongue, mm. and what he does is, when they catch a criminal, he can tell if they're guilty or not by licking their face <laughs> and tasting the guilt, and he can taste the exact crime when it happened and who he did it to and where the body is. So he'll sit people down and go, I know you did it, Johnny. And Johnny, who is played by Brendan Fraser, says, I didn't do it, Chief. <laughs> no. Like his Dudley guys, do right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Willem Dafoe mm -hmm. says, well, looks like you've had your last lick of freedom. And then he grabs uh, Brendan Fraser's head. At the by the ears, he grabs him by the ears and then just licks him long and hard along his face, from his chin across his lips, over his nose and his forehead, and into his hair, and just oh. and he goes Sexta baby, throw him in the jail where he will never come out of it. How, does, how do people know that he's not lying? He could just be licking people and say, oh, yeah, this one, uh, you know, smoke some crack, put him in the brig. You know, he could just lick anyone and say anything he wants. Well, I've anticipated your concern. Yeah. Don't think don't think I haven't thought all the plot holes through. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. And I've dealt with that problem by yes. never addressing it. <laughs> okay. They just totally trust his radioactive tongue. It, it never comes up. As soon as he licks you, you know you're done. Because he'll, the truth will out. And it tastes of justice. <laughs> so he will, he will lick Brendan Fraser, put him into jail, right? Except a bad thing has happened. 
right? What? What happened? Oh, fuck. It is. <laughs> Bin Laden has come to town. What? Osama Bin Laden? Osama Bin Laden, right? Mm. In his giant turban helicopter. <laughs> He's got a helicopter? Yeah, and he is. like a turban? Yeah, and he is played by Gene Simmons, who is all browned up. This is not racist. The uh, the bass player for Kiss. Yeah, right. and he threatens to blow up New York if he doesn't get given a thousand dollars. Why don't they just give him? Why don't I have a thousand dollars? I would just give it to him because they were going to. The mayor of New York says, "Well, we've got. I've got a thousand dollars in my pocket. I'm rich. Why yeah. don't we give it to him?" And Willem Dafoe puts his hand on his wrist and says, "Don't you dare." Something tastes bad of crime. (laughs) And I'm gonna lick it. (laughs) I haven't thought these puns through. No, that's not, that's, you don't need puns. You just need honest acting. So anyway, he spends his time licking his way through New York's undercover Al-Qaeda circuit. Why? There's no mystery to be solved. Everyone knows it's just Osama Bin Laden in his turban helicopter. Don't worry right? about it. Okay, I'm sorry. Right? He grabs, like, he'll be walking in Times Square and he'll grab an Al-Qaeda guy. They're just walking around <laughs> New York with rocket launchers and everything. Going shopping. And he'll grab them and just, tell me where Bin Laden is! And he'll go, Hezbollah, Hezbollah, I don't know. And they'll say it in an English accent. Uh, But if they say Hezbollah enough, people will believe it. And it'll be all right. Uh, And then he just licks them and goes. And then he licks his way through Al-Qaeda to find out where he is. Every lick he takes takes him one step closer. And he says, every lick I take takes me one step closer. (laughs) Until eventually, right, in... Where else is famous in New York? Uh, Central... Time, Times Square again. Yeah, <laughs> right? why not? There, there is the big conclusion, right? It's Willem Dafoe and Gene Simmons as Bin Laden. <laughs> and he says, right, I'm going to lick you. <laughs> why? He knows <laughs> he did it. There's it's no... It's his superpower. <laughs> it's okay. his superpower, Jonathan. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. He'll, yes. he'll, I will lick you and then you will go to the jail. <laughs> and Bin Laden says... Ha 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 ha, Hezbollah. I don't think so. And pulls out his secret weapon, right? Yeah. Which is a pot of peanut butter. And he smears it on his face. This isn't racist. He smears it on his face. And then Willem Dafoe goes, rats, with that peanut butter. (laughs) 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 He just says this to no. No, he grabs a passerby and then just shouts in his face and goes, rats. Without this peanut, <laughs> with this peanut butter obscuring his flavour, I'll never be able to catch him. And then Bin Laden walks backwards and says, "Try and find me now." And he's in the crowd, and Willem Dafoe is just grabbing random passerbys and licking them and going, "Are you Bin Laden?" <laughs> and he grabs another passerby, "Are you Bin Laden?" <laughs> and he can't find him because he's covered in peanut butter, which works because of some reasons. Well, I mean, you, I've licked peanut butter before. It's all you can taste. It's very overpowering. Yeah, so he can't... Sticky, too. Yeah. It's like in uh, Predator, when um, Schwarzenegger smears cold mud on himself and then the Predator can't see him. 
if you put the peanut butter on him and then Willem Dafoe can't find him because his power is in his tongue. So he's just grabbing passers-by and hoping if he licks them, it will taste like Bin Laden and he'll know he's got the right man. And Bin Laden's like running around Times Square saying, I'm over here, or maybe I'm over here. And he can't see him. You can also just try to pick out the guy who tastes like peanut butter or looks like Osama Bin Laden. Or both. He could do that, but he won't. Because otherwise we won't have the... It's got to taste like Bin Laden. We won't have the dramatic conclusion. Well, yeah, what happens? It it rains. And it washes the peanut butter (sighs) off. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, oh, no! Ah, no! Like that. Just, like, for about ten minutes, just holding his face, going, ah, no! Ah, no! And then Willem Dafoe goes, my tongue is picking something up! What? Is it just in the air? Is he just sticking his tongue out? Like, ah. I don't know, he's just grabbing, like, passers by. Oh, okay, so he's it, still licking strangers. Yeah, it works on some level, but, like, the, now he's just licking his way closer to being, like, swimming with his tongue through a sea of people. Just. <laughs> like that. And then he grabs Bin Laden and everyone cheers, and he licks his face. But as he licks, he is licking Bin Laden's <laughs> skin off. Whoa! And then it is just... Why? And then it is just a skull. And the skull looks at him and, s- <laughs> and says... I am a skeleton! <laughs> and then it grows... With vocal cords and everything? Just yeah. talking? Yeah. No lips. Yeah, he just says, I am a skeleton! Grows wings and flies into the sun. Wow, what kind of wings? Um, bone wings without any skin on. But they're just like, if you see a, like a skeleton dragon, it's oh, sure. just like big bony points coming out and they flap and he flies into the sun. And then the sun has a big skull face forever. And the skull, like the sun skull, is just looking at planet Earth, just going, ah, <laughs> <it's> terrifying. Just <laughs> totally lose at the very last second. It's, it's just, just doom. It's and just laughing. It's just laughing. Evil sun. <laughs> and... and then just before the credits roll, um, Willem Dafoe looks up and stares directly into the sun. And the subtitle will come up underneath just saying, don't worry, kids, it's safe to do this. And he'll look directly into the sun. And then he'll say to his um, sidekick, who is played by... Danny DeVito? No, not Danny DeVito. He's, he's got no place in these Willem Dafoe movies. What the hell are you talking about? He was in, uh, in Blood Brothers. No, it is the guy who plays... Niles from Frasier. <laughs> David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> He's got two sidekicks, David Hyde Pierce and iCarly. And he looks oh. at David Hyde Pierce and he says, Hey, Chumpo, because that's his name, <laughs> Detective Chumpo. Give me some Baco foil. It's time I licked the sun skull in the sky. And then the credits roll. So that's uh, obviously a teaser, or even a cliffhanger, one would say, for the or the, the taste, the taste of crime too, sun kissed. <laughs> now, Jim, I I didn't want to say this before, but this this premise has actually been done. Isn't that crazy? What? Yeah, there's a comic book called Chew about a guy 
who eats crime scenes, and when he eats them, he sees what crimes happened during whatever he's tasting. He doesn't lick it. He actually eats it. But like how uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale may be like Smash Brothers, but because they're doing it so well, it'll justify its own existence. You justified taking that premise and doing it your own way in, in, in such a manner that Chew could never live up to that. You've just un- unchewed Chew. You outchewed it. You outchewed Chew, Jim. Has has Chew ever like like eaten used condoms? I don't. He's eaten some gross stuff and he hates it. And he's like, I really don't want to eat like what looks like the remains of a guy's hand. And they're like, you got to eat it. We have to find out how, how he got his hand cut off and he eats it. I think he just like vomits it up later. Yeah, that's like the worst premise for a fucking. Comic. It's a very popular comic <laughs> book, dog. Very popular. Image Comics, you know, it's a big, big time. Todd McFarlane and stuff reads it. It's real good. Yeah. So Jim, isn't that weird? That the weirdest premise you've probably come up with yet was actually it's already being done right now. Chew. It's a little disappointing. Sorry. I hope you don't feel foolish. You know, for whatever reason, the whole time you were doing that pitch, I just kept imagining William Defoe's really a, a lickaton from Pokemon, and like <laughs> that would work. I, it would look like it would look more original if William Defoe was painted pink throughout the whole thing. Yeah, that that would be original. <laughs> <laughs> oh, painting pink people just a little bit pinker, like a Be- uh, Pepto Bismol shade of pink, is so so creepy. Yeah. I wonder if we could get the music for Final Fight for that. That's when you were doing the pitch for some reason. I was thinking of uh, the music from the first stage of Final Fight. It's pretty good music. It's like music of the streets, really. It'd be a fun movie, though. That would be a great movie. You know, Willem Dafoe licking Brendan Fraser's face. and The tagline could be, it's going to be a tasty adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, good. The taste of crime, it's going to be a tasty adventure. It is. Take a lick out of crime. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, we could come up. We could bundle what I was when I said it at the beginning. We could have the tongue arm of the law is going to mm. take a lick out of crime in a tasty adventure. In a tasty adventure. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you... sit down with your best bud brackets taste buds. <laughs> you won't have to wash your mouth out with soap. Yeah. You won't have a sour time. <laughs> How can you say yeah after what I said? <laughs> what I said was just I was trying to be as terrible as I could. And you were like, oh, of course. You're very supportive, Jim. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> that was me being a bit of a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she sounds like a, an ape. Gorilla of some kind. Ah, Jonathan Holmes, I'm in romantic love with you. I'd like to watch you poo. <laughs> it really, you really wouldn't. I'm really quite revolting, actually. You're the, the one thing- that I want. You're the one I want. <laughs> You're the one that-, that I want. You are the one I want. <laughs> That should be our first rap song, right there. Yeah, while we're doing the ones. Yeah. Oh no! Why do I keep thinking that the rap group isn't going to be me having worms <laughs> crammed into my ass? I need to not bring up the worms. You, you haven't even heard the second video yet. 
<laughs> the we'll save that for the next part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be questions time now. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And don't worry. Don't go thinking we're putting, like, small spiders in your urethra. Just don't think about that. <laughs> oh, that would be rough. It would be, be it would be rough. Oh, time. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a rainy Sunday. <laughs> that'd be a Charleston chew. <laughs> that that isn't my favorite candy. You're right. That would be a little bit like bad candy having a, a spiders crawling around inside of your um your penis. Yeah. I got your bad candy right here. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it basically means I'm going to mix up my semen with sugar and give it to you in a small bag. Reader questions. Oh yeah, well they're not readers, they're listeners. So we listeners. got whatever. You got that wrong. You got that readers. incorrect. Maybe that is your X Men superpower, Mister Incorrect about readers. Yes, we do. We certainly do. We've had <laughs> such a fun time, ladies and gentlemen. We have. <sighs> William Desmond Gafford asks, God of War Askension, cash mm. in or pathetic cash in? Whoa. Ask me. What Whoa. Makes it... I don't understand. Let's talk about cash ins real quick. So there's a guy and he's like, I want to make something. And I think people are going to like it, and it might make me some money. Is that just a cash-in, just doing something you want to do when you think people want it, too? <laughs> that kind of rhymed. Yeah, I did, didn't mean to. I'm already rapping. That can be a I, lyric I, in our rap song. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about worms in my anus again. That's not good. Um, but God, I don't see anything about... There's not enough about God of War to say it's a cash-in anyway. If it turns out to just like be the God of War 3 engine and game again, except with like a palette swap, then sure, you could call that something done without any passion just to uh, try to uh, exploit the God of War name. But if it's an actual new God of War game, then why would that be a cash-in? That's just continuing a series that people like to make and people like to play, right? Am I missing something? Yeah. Yeah? Is it because I mean, cash-in has a specific, like, the idea that you're not doing it out of any kind of love or artistic merit. You are literally dragging something out to make for the pure like money motivation. Sure, sure. Uh, but is there anything like a like a game of the year edition often seems like a cash in. Yeah, I mean that's like a cash in or like if you But that's not a new game. I mean this is a new game that they're making. Is there something about the game? Well, I think I... maybe the idea that they already concluded God of War's story and people felt it wrapped up nicely and then it's like oh, prequel time, which is a very Hollywood uh, kind of Sure. And this is like the third prequel, too. Yeah, it is the third prequel. But maybe it'll be a really good prequel. I, I hope so. I like the idea of Kratos being uh, back to where he was as a character when there was some sort of moral dilemma going on. They kind of forced a moral dilemma into God of War 3, and it felt a little artificial. So I like the idea of trying to tell a story with that character that's before he just turned into a uh, full-on just murderous bastard could be great i'm definitely interested in the multiplayer but at the same time i know i'm gonna get over the multiplayer after a month and move on to i don't know black ops 2 or halo 4 or whatever else is out by then yeah it's hard for me to imagine god of war 
gameplay having competitive multiplayer well, that's, that's it. steep. Yeah. Competitive multiplayer does not work for third person action hack and slashy stuff. I've I've certainly never seen it work in a way that makes me want to keep playing. Like I right. couldn't believe it was in fucking Ninja Gaiden 3. Mm. That was unbelievable and it was exactly what I thought it would be. It was fucking shite. Yeah. It's just just like the main game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. I mean, it was actually far worse than the main. The main game was just boring, but the actual multiplayer was actively shite. Right. Um, I mean, when you've got a, like a hack and slash game, inevitably it's just two dudes running around, mashing the buttons and hoping one of them comes off better. It just right. it doesn't work. I mean, co-op I, is you know if they'd have done something with co-op, maybe I'd have been more interested. You know, I like co-op in Dynasty Warriors. I like co-op in some other ones um, <laughs> but it's yeah i don't know it just seems like it was put in there just as usual like to fill this weird marketing obsession with multiplayer which is it, it feels like a waste of money like this obsession recently like okay that's great your game's gonna have multiplayer but no one's gonna touch it after like two mm. or three months but they will buy it for it it's weird like the, the thing is i mean Multiplayer games. God of yeah. War is a very successful franchise. No one was buying... Well, no one with a brain was buying that and thinking, Oh, man, this would be really good with the multiplayer. That was yeah. shit, all right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a bullet point that does cause your game to sell better than if it does not have I, that bullet bullshit, point. Bullshit. Bullshit. I think it's true. Bullshit. Otherwise, we'd all still be playing the 2006 version of Shadowrun. <laughs> Oh, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, Dark Sector would have been successful. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, we'd all have been talking about Overlord's multiplayer mode. <laughs> I can give you people can give you a list of successful multiplayer games, and give you an equally big list of multiplayer games that didn't do well, and just as equal a list of single player games that did pretty fucking well. I don't think it matters. Multiplayer does not guarantee you a successful game. No. I, don't, I don't think it does. I wouldn't go that it, far, but I think... The same it, is true if your game is just multiplayer-centric originally, and then they shoehorn a single-player like Battlefield 3. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather a game just be what it is. I, and I, It just saddens me. You know, you've got games like Dead Space, Bioshock, Metro 2033. These were fantastic single-player games. Fantastic single-player games, but they've all had these fucking shitty, if you ask me, multiplayer modes put in, and I don't... I I don't like it, and I think there's been enough. You know, you got your L.A. Noirs, your Heavy Rains, um, your Alan Wakes. They've done damn well. Like they did well, and and Skyrim, of course, I think drove the industry wrong on all sorts of counts. Um, But I just feel like they're ticking these imagined checkboxes, and all of them trying to like be Call of Duty or something, Uh, and at the same time finding fucking excuses to put that online pass shit in, because I would not be surprised if this equally large obsession with the used game industry wasn't driving a lot of this as well. Mm. Uh, And just fuck it. Fuck it on all counts. Yeah, yeah. Mass Effect 3's multiplayer is pretty good, though. Yay. I've been hearing that, actually. I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, they did a good job. If you, you know, make every aspect of your game good, then sure, you can put multiplayer in there. But if you are obviously doing it, like Jim said, to tick a box, I'm still holding by my point that I think um, there are people that will buy a game for full price if it has multiplayer as opposed to... I can see that from a consumer standpoint, thinking like, well, if I'm paying $60 for this game, then I'm definitely getting my my money's worth. But I mean, 
some people do think like that, but they won't I'm think like that for on the long. other side. You know who else would buy games like that? Ernest. Ernest, like Ernest goes to camp? Yes, Ernest goes to GameStop and buys a game for full price because it's got multiplayer in and he thinks that's him getting his money's worth. That's the name of a new film. I'm going to dig Jim Varney's corpse up to do it. No, he's a hologram. Yeah, he's a hologram. Anyway, let's get off this subject. Sure. Um, Because we got questions. Oh, yeah. yeah. We can't yeah. dilly-dally. Um, if this was the old Podtoid, this question would have got a prize, but since we don't give prizes anymore... The prize is hearing me say their worthless names. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> only, only joking. I, oh, of course. I like a fraction of you. Uh, N7 says... Hey, nobody... Yeah, he says, nobody cares about Call of Duty, Harmser. Instead, let's talk about the first thing that runs through your head after thinking of Jonathan's bum. And that question is entirely yes! true, <laughs> <laughs> That is true! Well, uh, just right. imagining, like, Holmes naked, um, shaking his booty, and the worms are all dangling out like, like Cthulhu's mouth. And they're all just, like, shaking while he shakes his booty sexily, and a few are dropping out and hitting the floor. And they've, they've got dirt on them. That's your prize! Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> you you give us, like, the best question on Pytoid then you get to have Jonathan Holmes stand over you as you lie on the ground and shit go. out worms on your face. <laughs> I have a Pax Pride. You can get shit on your face by Jonathan Holmes. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you're coming to Pax Prime, um, it seems like Podtoid Live is a thing. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, because oh, we're not so. banned from doing panels. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, Do they know I'm coming? Hopefully, they're not mad at me anymore. Civilized. But we're gonna we're gonna talk, and we're not gonna throw hamburgers or throw cakes on the ground. Yeah, we're gonna like. I had this. I actually had this idea literally within five minutes of finishing Pax Prime's panel last year. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Toid Live. So just sit back and just this shit. But you get to see our frankly hideous faces, and you get to see our faces like like. Suffer and groan and like just like queeze <laughs> as we talk about worms. And yeah, stuff. yeah. And I yeah. will, I will sing a romantic song to Hamza and Jonathan, and they oh, will good. fall in love with me, and we'll get married live on the show. We could probably have te- Mara, Mara, Max, and Tara. We're gonna have a bucket of bone marrow on the stage. I, I, I just <laughs> used Max and Tara's name. That's that's yeah, Tit Mara. Tit uh, <laughs> They'll probably be in a, uh, we could probably get them on stage. They'll be right? around, yeah. We'll have all sorts of people like saying hello. And also I might do a ritual to try and summon Silent Hill to the auditorium, so that'll be fun. <laughs> summon just like the, the background will like change. The other world and everything, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, try and uh, yeah. I've been reading through ancient tomes and I've got a good idea of how to do it. So that'll be fun. Yeah, um, so N seven, we're gonna show your face live at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wow! Yeah, and also there'll be a contest where I will piss. What? <laughs> That's just a contest where I will piss. <laughs> Didn't we start this talk of our panel being like we're just going to sit there on stage and talk? It'll be fine. We're not going to do anything like last year. That was a bad idea. Yeah. And now we're going to piss. Well, well, going If you shit on someone's face, we expect them to eat it, so they won't make a mess. Oh. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> right, wow, I just crossed trouble. the line so hard right No, there. you're doing good. No, you're running. Oh, no, I I'm never getting hired you're anywhere. Ke- <laughs> you're keeping packs from getting upset about our panel by making sure all the feces is eaten by the audience before the next show. question, please. Very good. Thank you, Hamza. Um Oh my god. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of and there's a lot of people saying th- like just congratulating us on two hundred episodes. Oh, that's nice. Thanks for wasting our time. <laughs> <laughs> they wasted our time. <laughs> um oh well Sam <laughs> Sammy Ray Dino has a nice samurai. I guess it's Samurai Dino, sorry. I think it is. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an idiot. Um, he has a very nice, you know, 200th-centric uh, question. In honor of the big 200th episode, are there any moments in Podtoid's history that stand out for you? I guess, you know, just a favorite moment. Hmm. Uh, I don't want to say my favorite moment because I ruined Podtoid for it for a while. No, it's all right. You didn't really ruin no, it. No, we talked about when I came back on the, on the third, like the... Two episodes ago, where I ruined Summit's life, basically. <laughs> so many people asked me for a link to that episode, and I just kind of ignored it all. I'm like, no, oh, yeah. I don't want to bring this back up. You can find it on your own. Yeah. Um, that, that really isn't my favorite moment. I think the favorite moment was um, when I came back. Yeah. As a permanent that host great. two shows ago, because I love myself so much. So that's Has my favorite that episode. Recently? Yeah, well, yeah, this is my third episode in a row. Wow. Huh. Seems like I think this is honestly this is my fifth pod toy altogether because I was a guest on season one and I don't know what season is this five let's just say this is five I was a guest on season four seasons wow I'm basing seasons on the the main staff basically ah right I prefer the term generations oh right 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 like Pokemon I can sell seasons better than generations yeah well marketing well communications director well actually, honestly, i think we call this season five or six on like the about us page that pato is back in fifth season uh, oh really huh i'm, I'm yeah. running with whatever nero said I, I will do whatever he says to uh, uh jim what's your favorite moment there jim faces at best. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think nero will tell me to do My that favorite... but he might. um it's hard i mean there's been a lot nearly all of it from the new um jenna season of i put the two together Oh, pod to it. Wow, you're like a Japanese ghost. Yeah, I am a Japanese ghost. <laughs> that's being raped. Oh, that's my new thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess, I mean, the Voldemort and Emperor Palpatine Opium Den was, was one of my favorite things. Um, the Pie Guild was just incredible fun. And Muddy Buddies, of course. Hearing Jonathan Holmes describe the idea for the Muddy Buddies movie was... Oh, thanks, Jim. Golden. Yeah, there's a lot of very good Max and Jim moments. That that point in Podtoid, I literally just didn't feel a need to talk. It was so entertaining, and um, I just laughed. It was it was great. Not that I mind talking. I like talking, too. But, you know, it takes the, uh, takes the edge off. You just have hilarious people on your show. I also um, love... Um, all that... The, the the grave robber story, the idea of oh, you, yeah. you and I becoming eighteenth century yeah. grave robbers. You've come up with so much stuff, Jim. It's well, it was it wasn't even the stuff I came up with. It was your like trying to make sense of it. The, it was the the moment because when I suggested we just give up our lives and become grave robbers from the eighteenth century, uh, it was that moment when you said 
why would we give up our lives and leave our wives to essentially become married and live in the forest? Just that idea has stuck with me ever since we did it. Like, every now and then I'll remember you asking me that. Like, why are we doing this? Why would we leave our wives? Um, and that that was a defining moment of, of, of our working relationship. Yeah, I suppose so. I, I think my moment uh, of that nature was the time that you said you wanted to just have your rotting corpse in my backyard and call it Pirate's Cove. <laughs> And just have my landlord and my neighbors be like, why is there a dead body? And be like, oh, no, don't touch it. Don't touch it. That's my friend. It's Pirate's Cove. And I would just have to have my life be like that. Do you remember when you said that? I do remember that. That's when I really understood. Yeah. I think that was the first thing where I came up with this. Because ever since then, I've been, like, trying to come up with every week, like, a new suggestion for, for a, our and lives I, together? Yeah, for our lives together. Um, you know, the whole dealing with each other's dead bodies, becoming grave robbers, going to space the moon. Raft. Yeah, space raft, yeah. Um, American Gladiators last week. <laughs> and the People rappers. really like that one. Yeah. And the, the fan art that's being generated by these ideas are, is just astounding. Oh, and well, all the- yeah, my new desktop is that one of you as a um, centaur yeah. with me on your back and Willem Dafoe coming out the ground and... I like I how didn't... like someone made a fan art piece based on last week's whatever premise, and like they tweeted it at all three of us, but I was nowhere near, no nowhere in the picture. So I'm just like, what what's up here, <laughs> listeners? Like, come on, they're still getting to know you, Hamza. I want to be in your fan arts. Well, if someone would like to draw a picture of me and Hamza shoving worms up Jonathan Holmes's ass, <laughs> and and make sure you've got like Hamza elbow deep. Just so that he gets pride of place in the picture. And they're really good artists, too. They're, they're, fucking, they're, they're way too talented to be listening yeah. to us. That's the thing. Yeah. We, so are listened, we are listened to by talented and beautiful people. I know. It's I know. despicable. It's really weird. I feel yeah. like a criminal. Like That should be illegal. Like <laughs> This band of ugly, maladjusted, horrible people being listened to by the very best that humanity has to offer. Yeah, yeah. And they and they don't like do art that makes fun of us. They're like paying tribute to us. Yeah. And tell us that they like us and stuff. It's really weird. It's 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 terrifying. And um Sir Toby, of course, doing wonderful photoshops of the Willem Dafoe movies. Like every make- week he like uh, churns out a a completely professional looking badass movie poster based on the stuff that you just kind of you usually know the first couple of words you're going to say and then the rest you just make up as you go along, it seems like. Yeah. yeah, and in, in the back of my mind, I'm always just thinking about the, my reward for that being what Sir Toby makes. <laughs> and it's a reward I don't deserve, that's the thing. No, no. None of us deserve any of this, from what I can tell. I Except maybe it. Hamza. Yeah, I knew Hamza did. So. <laughs> uh, Handy says, how hollow does this milestone feel, seeing as how this is only really like number 40-something for you guys, and half the cast didn't even make it that far? Fuck you. Um... Glaswegian God says, how long do you think you'll continue Podtoid? Um, I don't know, a couple of weeks? I think, yeah, I, I think <laughs> as soon as Nero actually listens to one of the <laughs> episodes that we do now, uh, which will be probably pretty soon, because, I mean, I live with Nero. He's He's gone on vacation right now, but, like, I'm sure one of these days he's going to, like, He's going to be sitting in the other room. He's going to hear me talking. He's just going to be like, what the fuck did I just make happen here? And shut us down. <laughs> 
or join Nero. us. Who knows? Yeah, he's more likely. No, Nero. Yeah, I've never known of Nero. You know Nero, of course, better than I do, as you're still living with him. Um, but in my time with him, I never saw him not be fascinated with something totally weird. Yeah, he never true. said that's too weird for me. He was like, "Wow, show me more." He's always yeah. He uh, embraces the weird. He does. He does, and that's why we get along so well. I think. Yeah, he's a great guy. Tell him I said hi. I haven't talked to him in a while. You tell him. I'm not your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I'll be seeing him in, uh, what, 34 days. Jeez, E3, man. Crazy. So, do we have time for more questions? Uh, sh- sure. Uh, okay. Big Bad Juan says, Creative Assembly has been working on their next game for more than a year now without letting us know what it is. What do you think it is? I know what it is. They oh. did tell us what it is. It's a fucking Aliens game. It's an Aliens game like set in um, in, in, with like Dead Space-style gameplay, which huh. makes total sense since Dead Space takes so much from Aliens. Yeah. Um, Wait, what are we talking about? Creative Assembly, the Total War guys. They're making oh. an, an, an Alien game. Huh. And Sega's going to publish it? Don't they yeah. hold the rights to it? Huh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm really yeah, I'm excited for it because it sounds like they want to try and make a real scary Aliens game, so I'm all for that. Um, Impossible says, please, Jonathan Holmes, you never answered Jim's question from a while back. Is it pedophilia or not if I wrap a placenta around my dick and jerk off? What? That was that? <laughs> I, I don't remember anyone ask, asking. I don't remember that. asking. No, 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 uh, no. Um, no, the placenta is just like a disembodied mush right it's not a human it's not shaped like a human baby or any sort of yeah. uh form at all it's, it's just kind of gross thing that like is connected to their belly buttons <laughs> isn't it i love the way you pronounce belly buttons um it placenta is like the yuck there it's like oh someone gave birth and there's just a bunch of extra stuff around it's just kind of uh, grouped together as the placenta. There's some hard oh, stuff in there. There's some soft stuff. Oh, some oh okay. Sorry. Stuff. I don't know that much about babies, Mr. Pedophilia Master there. <laughs> Obviously, you would know everything. No. I just, you know, I have friends who love have, babies too much. I have friends who love babies too much, Hamza. That's right. Is it pedophilia or not if while you're masturbating with the placenta, you are thinking in your head, this touched a baby and that makes it erotic? Yeah, yeah. If you're thinking about babies when masturbating... I mean, you're not thinking about the baby, like being naked or being sexual, but you, you're turned on by things that have touched a baby. Mm. Is that pedophilia? Like, you don't find the baby sexy, you just find the idea of its DNA being on something sexy. Uh, Is that pedophilia, Jonathan Holmes, or not? <laughs> That's uh sounds like gray area to me. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. If you don't cross over that line into ever imagining a baby while having an erection then you might be okay if you're just like weirdly turned off by the, i mean turned on by the idea of birth in general some people just want to have sex with pregnant ladies that's not pedophilia that's like is uh, that a threesome at that point <laughs> that is not that's because the baby is not uh, out and about yet it's just a uh, part you guys of it are turning me into mo- a monster oh my god yeah, yeah, that's- <laughs> I like bursted that out like with excitement. Like, what is wrong with me? It's a wavelength people get on Podcoid. Yeah, you're on that wavelength now, Hamza. Thanks. Feels Uh, good to have you here. Kriven4437 says in all caps, Hamza, are you gay? I've got to know. No. God Uh, damn it. No, I'm not, (laughs) Internet. (laughs) 
People think I'm gay all the time, Hamza. I get that a lot, but mostly because it's YouTube. On all the YouTube videos, yeah. I do for the show sometimes. Yeah, me but, too. Uh, I had, I had, when Detroit show first started, there was someone who was like, just get rid of the gay guy. I just don't want to watch gays. And I was like, not gay. They're like, oh, then I'll watch your show. I was like, oh, that wasn't really the best way to handle that. Yeah. I just homophobic <laughs> fans. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, but, uh, no, I liked, I liked the ladies. They, they were quite pleasant around my cock. Wow. That was, <laughs> that was a convincing <laughs> heterosexual confession. <laughs> I have seen you around ladies, though, and they like you and you like them. It's true. I like oh, you. You yeah. huh? like me. <laughs> That's not a turn on for the ladies. Jim. What's up, ladies? I'll suck your tits and watch you pee. <laughs> uh, oh, Barney. We're, <laughs> we're almost ready to close out the show. Special yeah. 200 episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. But one question came up by several people. And it is time to close out the show with Jonathan Holmes. The worst handjob story. Oh, man. It's Finally really... tell us, what is the worst handjob you've ever had? Okay. I'm pretty sure it's St. Elsewhere's, but it might have been Hill Street Blues. I mixed those two up. I'll, uh, I'll find the link, and I'll sing the song so people can place it themselves. But All right, so... Um... I was in my early 20s. I had big hair. I worked at a, a, a day program for uh, developmentally disabled adults. I lived in a small apartment. Um, all I had was an air mattress and a small TV and like a GameCube. I had no money. My life was just like a really weird mess. And uh, I wanted to date girls. And somehow I knew this like cartel of, of foreign au pairs who just came to the United States and didn't know anyone and didn't know any English and just like wanted to be around people. And we, we all were hanging around with au pairs and there was this um, Polish au pair who knew a little bit of English. Um, we went out on a date to Toys R Us and just wandered around Toys R Us because neither of us had any money and like sat around on sleds. And I thought it was a pretty good date. It was going all right. Um, I didn't think she was that into me. She told me, like, you are not the kind of man that I like. You are, like, so boring. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be. But then, then she just started, like, making out with me when I dropped her off. I did have a car. I bought a car for, like, $50. Oh. Um, the, the bottom just, like, fell out of the car. It was, like, a basically a sled with an engine. Anyway, so, you know, we had a, a make-out at the end of that date, so I thought things were going pretty good. I thought I'd invite her over uh, to my house, which was sort of a house, and um, make her some chicken. And I wrapped chicken in Pillsbury dough and put uh, Swiss cheese on it. It's like the only thing I can make for people. So I made her that, and she was like into it, and there's a little bit of uh, boxed wine, I think. It was a real hot date. And um, then uh, we, I had cable, but she didn't want to watch TV. She wanted to put on music, so I put on... Um, she liked soft jazz. It was the only kind of music she liked, like Kenny G and Yanni and stuff like that. So I put it on the soft jazz uh, station. And one thing led to another, and before I knew it, she's giving me like a really – the kind of um, touch on the, the member, as it were, which is kind of like um, grabbing a, uh, a bottle and just shaking it. You know, She's just shaking my uh, genitalia hard. Just like shaking. A, shaking it like a baby. 
Yeah, yeah, just like, you know, just an aggressive maraca shake. And in the background is a song. It's either from St. Elsewhere or Hill Street Blues, but it's it's smooth jazz. And it goes... It's just like the least passionate. It's like going through the motions, guys. Just we just have to do this in our life, and it's a, it it feels terrible. The hand job feels awful, but you can at least kind of work yourself up to like thinking, oh, a girl is actually wanting you to touch my junk. Maybe maybe I'm a, a a guy who's got sex in his life now. It's a sexy time, but when you have. <laughs> It's just that there's no way either of you can think that any of them, none of us really wanted it to happen. We were both totally miserable. Then I think I just gave her a hand job or something, and then she went home. Well, and, um, then she started to date like her dad. Wait, wait, what? wait, 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 wait. Before we get to the, her dating her dad, wow, her dating her okay. Something um, like a dad. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Did you come? No, man. Not even close. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. You had to ask. Yeah, I guess uh, that's That no, really was... sounds like the Schindler's list of hand jobs. <laughs> if you hear the song, it'll all make sense. I tried to do it into the microphone, but I didn't do it justice. It, 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 is, it is the music that they play when you're on your way to hell. It's like, this is your last bit <laughs> of humanity. But it's not really... You know, it, it, it's it's the end of your life. It's the music. That's a great movie title, "Handjob to Hell." <laughs> that's pretty much. That's pretty much what it was. It wasn't that bad of a handjob. I've heard of much worse handjobs. I've heard of like, you know, ah, I'm not going to get into that now. It's the end of the show. I've heard of some pretty bad handjobs. So, uh, well, you're going to have to tell us those now. <laughs> not, I mean, not immediately, but at some point. Some point, yeah. yeah. Give them something to wait for for episode three hundred. Something else to bug us up about for weeks. <laughs> Sorry, you know it was supposed to just be an offhand story from from months ago, and when it got built up, it probably didn't quite live up to the expectations. But I that's all a, I got. I thought it was a lovely story. Oh, thanks, Jim. It's very nice of you. Then I guess that's it. All right. Yeah. We, oh yeah, should we, we should probably end it. Uh, yeah, let's do our plugs. Let's do our plugs. Yeah, let's end, let's end it disappointingly. Like how his hand job ended yeah. up. It didn't even end disappointingly. It was just a, yeah, just from start to finish. It was a, just a passionless, morbid uh, exercise in futility. Um, I guess I'll do my plug first. Go for it. Yeah, talking to women about video games. New episode is up on YouTube and on Destructoid. I hope that you watch it. If you liked it before. Maybe you'll like it this time. And if you never liked it before, you might like it more than you did because it's got uh, Lisanne Pajot, who's the co-director of Indie Game the Movie in it. And she's really genuine and, and lovable. And people, uh, you know, th- this one it went up two hours before another thing went up on our YouTube channel. So a lot of people missed it. I hope they go back and watch it if they want to see it because I want the series to continue. If it doesn't get enough views, you know, I definitely won't be able to get that um, Jessica Nigiri episode up there. Nigri, I mean, up there if uh, if the views just suck because the WB will be like that show sucks. We won't let you post it. So watch my show. Yeah, I wrote an article for it too. It's about gamer cred. The episode is about gamer cred, and so is the article and how I think gamer cred is not such a good idea. It's not a good concept. Leads to uh, leads to bad things. Uh, what else am I doing? 
Doing anything else? Oh, yeah, Sub Holmes. Sub Holmes this Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Konjak, the developer of the Iconoclast, and uh, Noitu Love. And he's also worked oh, on... Oh, shit! Yeah, he's going to be on. He's really, really shy about it, but I've, I've talked him into it. I don't know him from a hole in the wall, but I just talk to strangers and ask them to do things, and he's like, fine, I'll do it. Uh, he also did graphics on some WayForward games. I think he did the graphics, uh, some of the pixel art on Contra 4, which is a really good game. He's a really talented artist, um, really smart guy, really particular about game design, really opinionated. Should be a really interesting show. So, um, Oh, and the, and the the other podcasts for Sup Holmes are up now, too. The Mike Z podcast is up. The uh, Jasper Byrne, creator of Lone Survivor, podcast is up on the Libsyn page. So please download them and tell me if you think they're any good. It's a it's a short show. It's only an hour. Just take a little time out of your drive, your tub time. Just listen to it in the tub. It'll be good. Yeah. And I'm gonna try to do another talking to women about video games. Once you do those, it's really addicting. You just keep wanting to do them. There's really really. You just, really you fun just keep wanting to wanna do the, the <laughs> women's. I don't have sex with those women. A lot of people uh-huh. like to pretend that it's like a a sex thing, but no. Well, it's I just, not everyone uh, is cracking on that you're gay then. Well, you know, silver lining. <laughs> That's true. I wouldn't mind if people thought I was gay, but I don't mind when they think I'm straight. I don't like when they think I'm a killer or or some <laughs> sort of, you know, deviant monster. Yeah, that brings me down a little bit. But but other than that, yeah. So that's all my plugs. Thanks everybody. I wish you were gay. Yeah, I'm not totally ungay. I'm like 99% straight, I'd say. Ah. <laughs> That's all you need so anyway. I just I just need to stick my finger in that one percent and widen it up a bit. <laughs> Is the one percent of you that gay the arsehole or not? <laughs> Ladies uh, and gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening to Podsites. Oh um, I've <laughs> I've been your host Jim Sterling. I've been with Jonathan Holmes and Harms Razids, um, but I have not known them. You haven't known of them? If you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, you haven't In the it. biblical sense. Indeed. As always, you can check us out on Destructo.com. Uh, we have stuff going up. I've got a, a Valley Without Wind review going up at some point this week, probably. Um, you can also see my Jimquisition on EscapistMagazine.com. We talked about something this week. Um, Harms Aziz has, uh, by the time you hear this, has a preview up for... No, nope. shut the fuck up. Let me do my own plug. Okay, Whoa. so by the time... I was going to ask you about it. You are a rude little man. <laughs> so by the time this episode of Podtoy goes up, uh, we will have a preview of Call of Duty Black Ops 2 Live. There's going to be a ton of information there. Uh, Dale North wrote the preview. It's like the longest preview I've ever seen Dale write. Uh, and like, I just want to say really like quick that... or something? I don't think he actually had got hands on with it. Okay, but there was like uh, six was, hours of info that was. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, like this is like a true sequel in every sense, not like the general like traditional Call of Duty. Yeah, let's just improve some things here and there. Like this is like this is almost like like uh, like a, like a reinvention in a lot of ways to awesome. some aspects of the the main uh, single player and some other other things. And then uh, the trailer will be up as well, the world premiere trailer, which goes up in like a half hour, actually, Oh, wow. as the time we're recording right now. Uh, other than that, uh, go to Destructoid.com, check out the community blog, check out our forums, check out Destructoid TV, that's Destructoid.tv, that's basically our Twitch channel, and um, uh, follow me on Twitter, at CTZ. 
Oh, speaking of uh, the community, not to cut you off, Hamza, but we started that uh, new community thing that I thought of and then didn't follow through with today. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah, there's a new thing we're doing. Uh, if you want to get your art exposed on Destructor.com, you can um, try to make some art. We have a uh, – I can't remember what the post is called, but it's got Bob Ross as Artist the image. Wanted. Artist Wanted, that's right. It's basically like our bloggers wanted where we ask you guys to write – articles on certain subjects and the good articles will actually promote to the front page so all our millions of viewers can read about it artists want is basically the same concept more or less where you can just draw whatever the theme of the month is and we collect it at the end of the month and display your artwork like like the front page is a refrigerator and we are your moms <laughs> that's right you can just open it up and eat yeah, yeah. i can't wait to see what the uh, i'd like if- to open you up and eat you jonathan <laughs> What what part of me? Huh? It's gross. <laughs> Take a wild, wild Thornberry's guess. Yeah. The butt? I'll, I'll give you a hint. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I guessed it already. Sorry, um, guys. Figured it out. Say, I was going to say, it's the part of you that smells like worms. <laughs> <laughs> I love the worms thing. You were like in dead silence when Jim was doing the worms uh, initially. I know it kind of like really... just grew in me. Like you just set it basically. Like now I'm yeah. all about the worms. All you have it's to do is follow the worms. People. Oh, that's all you have to do. And our twitters—they should follow our twitters. Well, yeah, at CTZ as uh, Hamza said for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, at Tronots for Jonathan Holmes, all one word: T R O N K N O T S. And myself at Jim Sterling, all one word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes as usual. Please do do us some reviews on iTunes if you like. Um, if you are feeling spend happy, you can get our app for Android devices. And that's two dollars on Amazon MP3. Don't get it anywhere else. Um, that'll give you all the stuff like directly to your device uh otherwise keep an eye out on destructo.com if you're not subscribed or to your feeds if you are subscribed uh for the second part of pod toy 200 which will be hosted (laughs) thanks that episode will be hosted by anthony birch and won't suck that's really gonna suck now i didn't realize that (laughs) tell them all i said hi i love anthony I love so, Aaron. I, I think they also love Topher. Ah, oh, me and Topher had the best time. Remind Topher of the time that I paid one arm push up man to, to do push ups for us and smoke a cigarette at the same time. That was so fun. Oh, I miss all those guys so much. Ah, oh, tell him I said hi. Okay. Um, I'll forget. But <laughs> <laughs> until then, uh, this, uh, this motley crew will see you next week for show. And I guess that's it. Goodbye. Bye. Wham's <laughs> <laughs>